0: What are you doing?
1: Just closing the curtains. No, why
0: are you booting up that game? Because I want to
1: show you how good it looks on the PC. Are you ready to go? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool.
0: Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we hurtle through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar.
1: I'm Andrew. Took a big old sip of coffee right as uh, <laughs> right as you were starting that, and uh, wasn't sure how it was going to go. Oh,
0: just fine. It yeah, it went out. okay. Here we are again, Beef Station, of course, our movies podcast, where every week-ish we uh, cover a new movie, an old movie, or some oddball classic that we've found on Netflix. Uh, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions, delve into spoilers, also got some news and Oscar nominations this week that we'll mm. deal with before we get into our coverage of... Greta Gerwig's 2019 Little Women. What do you nominated? later in the show? Hey, <laughs> um,
1: that's one of six. Yeah,
0: expect that to come back several more times. <laughs> five more times,
1: oh, to be yeah. precise. Uh, <laughs> the mileage on that one not done yet.
0: But yeah, s- s- stay tuned for later in the episode where we'll talk about Little Women. In the meantime, though, we get some news, some current events, some Oscar nominations that I've tried to stay sort of disconnected a, from, a, so that at least bre- some a of them can some <laughs> disabrest. So so some of them can at least be a surprise to me. We'll see how that goes. I feel like I've been bombarded by so many Facebook ads of like Joker gets eleven nominations and Mm. shit that I'm not going to be that surprised. I feel like you're going to have to give me like what's omitted before I before I'm like oh yeah that's surprising.
1: Yeah. See how we go. Sure.
0: In the meantime, uh, we thought we'd start off the show with our world famous random Wikipedia article segment. Segment. And if there's a hard cut here, you'll know that it was terrible.
1: (laughs) So. Both of us going in blind. I'm sitting here with the front page of Wikipedia in front of us both, yep. and I'm about to click the big old navigate me to a random Wikipedia page button S- on my keyboard. So
0: stupid that that button exists yeah, on your keyboard as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had a custom made for this podcast. <laughs> I had to talk to the CEO of Logitech. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bam. Sliding slowly. What have we got, boy? <laughs> oh, fuck. So this is uh, a... <laughs> This is an article that is about three sentences long, which I knew would happen one day. (laughs) We flew too close to the sun on this one. Fayer's squirrel. How would you pronounce that? P-H-A-Y-R-E. Fair. Fair? That's a fair Fair? squirrel. fair squirrel. (laughs) Yep. Is a species of rodent in the family Scuridae. It is... Found in forests in China. Interesting, well, I actually just, I googled Wikipedia Fares, and the first article is Fair's Leaf Monkey. Mm. So maybe, I don't know who this Fair guy is, maybe and maybe how they were he's a a particularly well known. Well, Fair's Leaf Monkey taxonomist. is a much better article. He, there's, there's heaps of it. Well, sucks that we didn't random onto that oh, one. Oh, well, back to fair squirrel. <laughs> back all right, to the so squirrel, which I've already read all of.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's it's, literally It's a, it. it's a
1: squirrel it's a handsome, that is found in forests in China. A handsome little thing, isn't it? That's a very nice little watercolour. Yeah. Do you reckon there's much of a... I reckon the answer to this is no, but do you reckon there's much of a market for, like, talented watercolorists doing taxonomical paintings?
0: I think that's li- literally something you study, man. Like, I, I, I we talked to some... I think our... It's not, but I think Mary was telling me about, or someone, someone I know is telling me about studying. Maybe I saw it in a movie. I saw someone who was studying some sort of science zoological thing. Yeah, and their qualification or part of the courses was they were like, going to do was in like tax like those like scientific watercolor drawings of animals. Huh? Like zoo, zoological painting, maybe look up instead of taxonomical painting. You're going to get pictures of tax code. Zoological.
1: Painting. Zoologic home painting.
0: No, that's a Graham Base book. Fuck!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Did it is. Did you just hear me Seth Rogen laugh accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very nice painting. It's of uh,
0: quite suitably,
1: this squirrel is of least concern <laughs> in its, conservation, <laughs> in its status. conservation status. yeah. It's a uh, prolific little shithead. Yeah. Who is this
0: fair person yeah. and why have they got a squirrel and a rodent named after them?
1: Uh, no, a squirrel and a monkey. Arthur. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Commemorated. Okay. Yeah. This is the dude. All right. Here we go. So he's got. So he's got.
0: He's got six things. Yeah. He's got Fair's Leaf Monkey. Yep. The Indo-Chinese Flying Squirrel. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get typecast as the squirrel. <laughs> Fair's fa- Squirrel. The Eared pitter What the hell is that? Click on that. It's a bird. Whoa! With Never guess it's a bird. With little
1: horns. Like, he's got five animals and a type of Indian naan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Brown Asian forest tortoise. Get fucked. That doesn't and even have a Wikipedia page. It's got... No, it does. Oh, Minuria Ferre. And the ashy-headed green pigeon. That's you, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. This bird is, like, green. It's, like, green like as hell. a green-headed pigeon. Am yeah. I right? Look at that. that. Look, you can deny a lot of stuff, but one thing you can't deny... That bird has a green-ass head. Oh, to be fair, the very top of its head is quite ashy. Yeah, but I mean... The, the Oh, yeah, you're right. No, it does look like it's got an ash mirror on it.
0: Sorry, right. fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so he was like... Someone's
0: going to flesh out this dude's, this dude's Wikipedia He
1: He's a career British Indian Army officer, so... This rocks. The picture of this Watership dude is head. worse than
0: the picture of his squirrel. Way
1: worse. And, like, looks like maybe it was done by a similar or the same artist. <laughs> but, like, they I, put hey, while you're here, way draw. less effort. And they're like, you know, I, I don't really usually draw... Humans, and he was like, "But you're great. Do it anyway." Well, you're great. Where's he from? Okay, I think he's British. British Indian Uh, Army. Perfect. But you're great.
0: (laughs) Do it anyway.
1: (laughs) Doing Freddie Mercury all the time. They were part of the
0: Fair family, of which Robert Fair, Lieutenant Colonel, Mm. also served
1: as the British administration in Ireland in the 17th century. Hey, I don't know. Anyway, we'll put a timestamp in so you can skip all of that. Oh and, well, uh, we've got to have a dud <laughs> our, our random Wikipedia article was bounced so, so the article we got is literally two, one it's the, the one s- two sentences,
0: sentences long. long. Yep.
1: No, you're counting the references as a sentence. No, a Fair oh, Squirrel is a species of rodent in the yes, family okay.
0: Security and it's found I in the was forest wrong. in China. I in I Yuan I was wrong. in Yunnan only and Myanmar. Does this Yunnan province, does that does that border Myanmar or is this some sort of weird I bet it does.
1: I mean, maybe. So, it would be so weird if it didn't. It would be weird, wouldn't it? Okay,
0: so there's uh, Myanmar. It's that funny-looking
1: country that almost looks like a squished India. Squished India is a bad name for a bit. <laughs> Squish, yeah, it does. They border India. each other. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, if we hit random one more time... No, what, no we, don't, would, we don't get to do that. Okay, well, we would have gotten... Oh, God. <laughs> we would have gotten a town. It's a town located <laughs> at the foot of the Aralag Dude, it's literally the... a, a town.
0: A town is a town (laughs) Located at the foot of the Arala range In the the Goeri region region, In the province of (laughs) (laughs) Kipotsokwa In the autonomous community of the Basque country Good in Lord. the north of Spain. This Fucking hell, one it's one of in the in Spain.
1: sentences I've ever come across I in heard, like
0: 25
1: years. I
0: heard this Basque area of Spain is actually interesting. It's on the border of France and France. Oh, lawsuit. I've just seen the Basque flag. <laughs> now, so, this Basque area, um, the Basque flag looks like a cursed Union Jack. Yeah. It looks like someone's like,
1: like... like Union Jack in MS Paint where someone couldn't <laughs> find a blue button. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Basque area, I think, is on the border
0: of France and Spain, and apparently the Basque language is like unrelated to any other language nearby, and it's really difficult to learn. Oh, interesting! Yeah. There you go. Click on click on the Basque. No, we're done. Uh, no, now no, we're no, done. Yeah, it? I was about to say no. <laughs>
1: Shut it down. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Oh, well, well I think it. that would have been better. I, I, I'm I'm annoyed that we didn't get a town.
1: Instead, uh, we got <laughs> a, a <town>. squirrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
0: <laughs>
1: it's literally spelled A T A U N. It's just probably like, like, like how a town is spelled. It's probably meant to be, like, Atayun or something, but... It probably yeah. is. Anyway, but All it right. sounds funny. That little jaunt
0: down Wikipedia lane was nice. Whitey tongues. Yes, hey? it Oh, was. right. <laughs> um, Just think about whitey tongues. Whitey tongues. Back to reality. Your regularly scheduled nonsense. <laughs> 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 Faith Bulletin. Okay, so I promised you some great James Bond News. Yes, you do. We got a double barreled A double pork barreled. <laughs> We've got a double barreled segment for James Bond News this week.
1: Double pork barreled. You can't cut it out. <laughs> we got a
0: double barreled segment of James News this week. James Bond News. James this News. Week. Damn. Double pork barreled. Just- <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like it's the like the Lisa days Spray's thing. <laughs> oh. uh, no time to die. They have announced who is going to perform the new James Bond theme for
1: the No Time to Die movie. There's I figured out why I that- think that title's so shit. It's because do you remember the scene in Predator where someone <laughs> says, Jesus man, you're you're bleeding and he yeah. says, It got time to bleed. <laughs> it reminds me of that, yeah. but what it conjures in my head is someone saying my God, James, you're dead. And he says, This is no time to no die. No time to die. You look straight down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. And he's, <clears throat> no. Time, time to, to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a rooftop in the rain. Anyway, that's why I think it's shite.
0: Billie Eilish is going to do the James Bond theme oh, song for this wow, new... That's cool. Okay. This is my theme. That'll this, be so interesting. No, nah, this is my theme that I said was fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, my, 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 my news that I said was fucked. you on the Billie Eilish hate train? I love that little that little fighter i don't know i don't listen to her music that much i suppose it's like pop music in a way that i don't actively put it on but i also think it's fine it's pretty good music and i think that she's done a cool thing especially for someone so young
0: i don't know i suppose it'll be weird and different so um Mm. they've written i've got a quote here from the producers of the film saying that billy and her brother phineas who always collaborate with the Billie Eilish music have written an incredibly powerful and moving song for No Time to Die. Wow. So, um, looking forward to hearing it, I suppose. I don't know. I feel like I've just always associated James Bond with those, like, classic uh, performers that do, like, the Diamonds Are Forever and Goldfinger yeah, type like songs. Sam Smith. <laughs> yeah, right. So then I suppose recently it's been, like, yeah. Adele and Sam Smith and so fucking Billie Eilish isn't much of a stretch. But, I don't know, you've had the likes of like Paul McCartney doing them before and I can't think of these classic singers pa- that Paul I'm McCartney
1: was like who Sam Smith and Adele are now back then. Eh. You're just you're you're viewing it through the wrong lens of a single point in time. I can't remember who did the Quantum of Solace theme, but I feel like that Probably one was shit. the weird one. Yeah. Uh theme. Oh it was Alicia Keys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mean, no,
0: that was good. That was like, Another Way to Die. No, no, no. no, no uh, that yeah. was good.
1: It also, the, another thing that the new title makes me think of is this piece of music. I'm, I feel like they're retreading old ground. It's like they put yeah. all of the previous James Bond titles and theme music titles into a AI and it spat this out. Anyway, that's my final thought on it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, no, no, I don't I, know. I'm excited. That's for
1: the that. news for the week. And also, I think it's pretty cool that she's. I don't know. Having I, I I I'm glad that she's as successful as she is because what? she seems like a cool person. She so well,
0: it certainly sounds like they're modernizing this new movie to a to a a very committed and alarming like degree. They're, they're getting new writers on. <laughs> yeah. Um Billie Eilish, new young pop singer doing the doing the theme. I don't know. Interesting to see how this new movie's going. Yeah. The second lot of James Bond news I've got here. How's this for a headline? Mm-hmm. Bond producers admit they haven't started looking for Daniel Craig's replacement yet, but the character definitely won't be played by a woman. Okay. <laughs> so Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson are <laughs> <Sorry>. the. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Are the producers? One more time. <laughs> Michael G. Wilson.
1: <laughs> and Barbara and the first Broccoli. One well, Barbara. Broccoli. I assume
0: she's the daughter or ne- it's not niece like, or whatever of Albert R. Broccoli, who's the she original say, like, guy.
1: Broccoli or something. I don't know. Maybe it is broccoli. Like change your name. Although it's very memorable. I will say that. Yeah. Um, the quote that Barbara R. Broccoli,
0: oh, no, Barbara Broccoli has given here. <laughs> Barbara R. Uh, uh, the quote that Broccoli has given here. Uh, in terms of the gender of James Bond Reading straight from NME here Broccoli shut down any speculation About a female version in the near future Quote He can be of any colour But he is male I believe we should be creating new characters For women Strong female characters I'm not particularly interested In taking a male character And having a woman play
1: it I think women are far more interesting than that That's kind of where we uh, were uh, Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I agree But every time you phrase it like that It's like
0: oh, no, the, the, headl- the way it's phrased in the headline is very funny no, Don't get me wrong Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it's sort of that what they're saying as well It's like I don't know That character can be any man <laughs> but it can never <laughs> be a woman.
0: Peter Dinklage will be James Bond. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
1: <laughs> before yeah, got. Yeah. Um, Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet will play James Bond <laughs> before any even close to a woman <laughs> plays this character. Just like And I mean, judging by the the androgynous
0: look he had in Little Women, Tim- Timothy Chalamet is getting, you know, Dangerously close to that end of the spectrum, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think he's forging a a fairly non-binary, at least aesthetic for himself. Yeah. Um, Uh, And I feel like they'd be way more comfortable with that. I don't know. I think it's bullshit. I think both could be played by women. But also, I do agree that it's a tired character that needs to be... Retired,
0: Uh, yeah, and they are. I don't know. The the producers just said elsewhere in this interview they said they're a little bit in denial because they liked how good Daniel Craig was, and that they're like, Yeah, he could be whoever we pick could be completely different. Maybe that's opening up to the speculation of someone like Idris Elba, yeah, um, perhaps being the pick. Uh, And people will be like, 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 No, James Bond's not black. And she's uh, so they said here, um, Well, you could think of him as just being from Britain or the Commonwealth, and that's a very diverse realm in which to cast a new James Bond. So they're not limiting themselves to like must be I mean people were even mad when James Bond, when Daniel Craig came on that he was blonde. Like
1: Yeah. People I, I
0: remember like be like James Bond with blonde hair and blue eyes, yeah. why don't you make James Bond a toaster?
1: Yeah. You're right. I bet a lot of Tory voters did say that. <laughs> okay. Um Fire Festival's
0: Andy King, the guy famous for saying he was gonna suck dick to get water for the
1: Fire Festival people.
0: Did you hear about that? Uh no, you didn't
1: hear about that? Oh shit! So you know this Fire Festival? Yeah, documentary? I know about the Fire Festival. Yeah, I know about the documentaries that got made. So
0: this guy, this Andy King, is this white-haired guy. You know his face because he was I've a massive seen his meme. face. He yeah. was a huge meme for ages yeah. because there was a scene in the movie where everyone, all the festival goers, were trapped on this beach. Yes, and there was a big tanker of water that they didn't have access to that wasn't going to get released by customs because it was stuck in whatever process. And the douchebag head of Fire Festival. Yeah. Got this guy who was being like this producer type money guy for the festival. It was like doing this guy a favor by helping him out on the festival. He was like, "Hey man, you're gay, right? You got to go and suck that custom guy's dick to release the water." Oh
1: Jesus! Which was
0: fucked. Um, but this guy and the, the 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 this guy gave an interview for the movie where he was like, "And I went into that guy's office fully prepared to suck his dick to release the water." Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it was what this, is going like, on? There was this unbelievable part oh. of the movie where he was just like this straight-facedly just saying that and he became this like this huge this huge meme where like people would post his face in reaction to shit like gotta do what it takes man yeah Um, and people being like he's just stunningly committed to his job with this like act of selflessness or whatever anyway he's now partnered with Evian to release a promotional bottle of water with the slogan With the the slogan slapped on it that says, so good, you'll do anything for it. (laughs) No good. (laughs) Good shit. On the one year anniversary of my documentary debut, Evian is releasing a special bottle with a new slogan in honor of my infamous team spirit. Love that. Absolutely love that ate the rich man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he was surprised that he's his the little the surprised that that clip made him famous in the in the documentary. He was surprised that people latched onto it. And I think he even like I don't really? know Really? He was surprised? I don't he's not I like I feel a- like
1: that's the type of thing where you come out of the interview and you're like, "Hey, that I know that was good, but you can't." Um, no, um, no, i, I put no no it does it.
0: say I think he apparently asked for it to not be used. What, whatever it was. Well, well, whatever that's it is. a little is. bit different. To he's being not
1: surprised. <laughs> he was like, I was quite surprised when they included it. <laughs> yeah. Even though I asked him not to. I, I closed the article already. Whatever. He's not
0: like a celebrity guy. He's yeah. just like money guy who's yeah. like good at managing big events. Probably love to
1: not be in the public eye. Yeah. He's and now he's certainly a white collar guy. Now governor. he's <laughs>
0: famous for sucking dick for yeah. water, which he ended yeah. up not having to do.
1: Yeah. But yes. he was prepared to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: This new story, not about sucking dick. Parasite, to be adapted for HBO TV series. Uh. Bong Joon-ho will executively produce the TV series that is going to be... uh, Also produced by Adam McKay of the Big Short, Vice, and Succession fame. All of those, though, very good. Succession, apparently very good. The Big Short, apparently very good. I have seen it. It is very good. Yeah. (laughs) I just got stuck on a roll there. Um... Of course, nominated for Best Picture, and it uh, won the Palme d'Or in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unclear, according to this article, whether it's going to be a follow-up to the movie or an English-language remake. But Ew. I don't know. I'd be curious curious to see what they what they turn out with. If it's a Korean series, that'd
1: be great. I mean, I guess make a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, Whatever. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm glad that Bong Joon-ho is making more money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in in news that further
0: enforces the idea that perhaps the director Ryan Coogler only makes movies whose titles sound like weird pornos. Mm-hmm. He's gone from directing Black Panther to beginning new work on a new comic book movie
1: called Bitter Root.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: all I got. That's all I got. That's Thought all it was is. Funny, okay. Don't know yep. what Bitter Root is. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't want a bit of root myself. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is.
0: Uh, Star Wars, Taika Waititi uh, is rumored to be in early stages of development on a new Star Wars movie. Rumors that he's in talks to to develop a Star Wars
1: movie. No, okay. I did not like the weird mix of humor and sci-fi elements in Thor Ragnarok. I didn't like the humor in the Star Wars the latest Star Wars movies, I thought it didn't come off. It was very Joss Whedon. It was a bit. I don't. I and I think, I think the problem you is not necessarily that comedy. Shit. Yeah, I think it's with the mix of the comedy in that setting. I think I'm that worried about a this. lot of other
0: people really liked the Thor Ragnarok because yeah, humor and the right.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy does very well with the
0: humor as well. So I think in the right tone and in the right hands, Guardians of the Galaxy is good. And sci-fi I, goes well with humor. Yeah. I think you're right that the humor in the new Star Wars movie wasn't great. Mm. And so I think... But I like his comedy more than I like that style of comedy anyway. I don't know. He's also... In in response to this, he just posted um, the front of the album cover rumors on his Twitter accounts. (laughs) Right. People don't know whether that uh, is confirming or denying anything. But he directed one of the episodes of The Mandalorian. So he's certainly in that world and is connected to Star Wars in a way that makes it possible. Mm-hmm. I don't really even know where this rumor is coming. He's from. killing it. That's cool. He is killing it. Uh let's see what else we can dig up.
1: In the way of news. <laughs> Quit stolen. <stalling. laughs> let's see what else <laughs> there is. For uh the mouse has officially
0: killed the fox. In a move at once, unsurprisingly, and highly symbolic, the Walt Disney Company is dropping the brand Fox from the 21st Century Fox assets it acquired last March. So, Fox Searchlight Pictures is just going to be called Searchlight Pictures. 20th Century Fox Studios is just going to be called 20th Century Studios. That's weird. It is weird. I suppose that um, they don't have the rights to Fox News and a whole bunch of other Fox stuff. So, maybe they're just trying to separate their brand then the, the shit they own now from that other stuff especially yeah, as Fox News has yeah. a weird and it's probably kind easy of reputation brand. Yeah. Um, there you go that's 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 all the news <laughs> yeah. though. Well. Uh,
1: it's,
0: everything's bad. Yeah. They're not discontinuing the studio or anything they're just just renaming it. So there you mm. go. Fox Searchlight and Fox or 20th Century Fox get new
1: names. Well Searchlight's always been a really good production company. I'm I'm glad that that is Yeah. staying largely untouched by the Disney stuff. Yeah um, Adam Sandler responds to Uncut Gems
0: being snubbed by the Oscars mm. uh, This is an- another Oscars Nom that I've had spoiled for me Is yeah. that Apparently Uncut Gems has been snubbed In a variety of categories here uh, Talking to Taking to Twitter to respond to the snubs Sandler joked that he was happy He no longer had to wear suits And then shouted at former Waterboy co-star Kathy Bates Uh Bad news: Sandman gets no love from the Academy. Good news: Sandman can stop wearing suits. Congrats to all my friends who got nominated, especially Mama
1: himself in the third person as the Sandman. Yeah, (laughs) rules. Uh, Sandler
0: (laughs) Sandler has previously vowed to make a movie so bad on purpose just to make you all pay on Howard Stern last month. If Uncut Uncut Gems got no Oscar love, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I
1: reckon he must be like largely out of the club. In Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, they they probably consider him... I imagine the Hollywood elite would find him to be, like, rather distasteful. And so, they are just never going to recognize that he's doing good work, even if he is. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I am eager to see his... Intentionally shit movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they, <laughs> he then
0: went have to say later, he's like, "No, nah, I was just kind of taking the piss." But you can yeah. definitely still feel his exasperation at like him actively trying to make an artful movie and make a great dramatic movie and not getting any recognition yeah, for sure. it. I yeah. suppose like it's also frustrating that the Oscars do that to so many other movies that we think are great, or that the world or the Cannes Festival, for example, recognises yeah. that they don't. So I feel like it's not just Adam being singled is just, out
1: in the same way that. I don't know. In the same way that Marvel movies are intended to kind of appeal to as many people as possible and so don't ever really delve into the weeds on any issues. Yeah. I feel like the Oscars only nominates safe options for like... Yeah. ...really kind of like important categories like that. And anything that takes a bit of a risk is like... It kind of lacks the general appeal that it needs to... Get into the Oscars nominations. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I think it's just a bit of a shit award ceremony.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's. I don't know. It's nice when movies get recognition, and oh, it's yeah. nice to. The, it gives me a list of movies that I would never have seen otherwise. I you suppose. can say
1: like Academy Award nominee on your fucking uh, credits. Like it'll. Uh, it's uh, such good exposure and recognition. It's awesome, but um, I think. Being kinda of disappointed when you don't get a nomination is like or frustrated by it. I understand the emotion, but it's uh I, I can't say that it's unexpected.
0: Yeah, no. I don't know. Um that was that was that's pretty much all I've got. Mm. Um the Lord of the Rings Amazon series is getting further into development and a couple of Game of Thrones actors have been cast in lead roles. Doesn't really mean much, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert Arameo joins the cast in the role... ...previously <laughs> vacated by Will Poulter, who dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Um, oh, that's not that, good. That's the guy that played young Ned Stark. Yeah. Wait. Um,
1: no, isn't that... Oh, never mind. Sorry, I no. This someone's... guy
0: replacing Will Poulter... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, ...played young Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Right. I don't know if I jo- remember young Ned Joseph,
1: Stark. Joseph... Oh, he was in the...
0: You know, there's the, the sequences where he goes up to the tower in that dream where... I don't whatever, think I remember it, but matter. yeah. He's definitely a character that you're forgetting. I believe that. Uh, and then the guy who plays Benjamin Stark is also going to be in this oh, yeah. new Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> Old Adam Driver. <laughs> uh, I don't know heaps about Lord of the Rings, but it
1: says it will be set during it's the... It's like a medieval fantasy type <laughs> thing, but like high fantasy, I guess, with elves and <laughs> like... Fuck you It says it's set during
0: the 3,441 year period Known as the Age of Numenor Or the Second Age
1: (laughs) The Age of Numenor Yay Yeah
0: Fuck, that'd be great. That's all I got for the news. I feel like it's a bit of a flat ending, but there you go. We're gonna tra- we're gonna trans
1: transition into our. I, I think I didn't know there was a Lord of the Rings series being made.
0: Well, I've definitely mentioned it before. I definitely remember you going, oh oi. yeah, so, oy, uh, <laughs> That does sound like me. <laughs> so yeah, no, there is a Lord of the Rings series coming. I don't know. I mean, I've watched enough Amazon shit that's been pretty good that I trust that it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, I, I guess. Don't know. All right. Well, we'll see. Pivot into a bit of Oscars
1: news. Sure. 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 I had sure. a nice Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you doing? So, let's, I guess for the nominations, I'd like to recognize some of the winners later in the smaller categories, even if we just skim through them. But for the nominations, I guess let's stick to kind of the bigger guns. Yeah. Um. So, we'll do like the actors, actresses, uh, maybe score and stuff. Sure. All right. Cool. Um. Let's go with the original score to start with. Okay, so the nominations. We'll build our way up. Yeah,
0: the nominations for original oh, oh, score. Original score. So I would be disappointed if the Joker
1: was on this list. I imagine it probably will be.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> now keep in mind, this
1: is this is original score, not soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Joker score. I imagine that Randy Newman's score is going to be on there for Marriage Story. Ah, that's all I got. Those are the only scores that I noticed this year. Okay. What else? What else is there? Are those two on there?
1: Uh, yes, those two are on there. Yep. Uh, Hilda Gunnadottir G- for Joker, Randy Newman for Marriage Story, uh, Thomas Newman did the score for Nineteen Seventeen that's on there oh I
0: suppose it was good it was a lot of like I really like like Thomas Newman but
1: he I think he is like a good editor in that like you almost don't notice his soundtracks when they're his score when they're really good I've never heard of him Thomas Newman oh he's done heaps of good shit he's a very good musician John Williams for Rise of Skywalker yeah fuck off I mean yeah Yeah. piss off mate Um, we don't want you here no more no Uh, get out of my yard both uh, suppose
0: in the music It was good But it's, yeah It's John
1: Williams It might have been yeah. One of the best things About the movie yeah. But I didn't notice it yeah. <laughs> Fuck off John Williams um, You've done great work In your time
0: <laughs> Don't wanna Don't
1: wanna <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't wanna burn any bridges yeah. <laughs> Sorry Mr. Williams uh, And then the last one is uh, Alexandra Des- Desplat Definitely saying that wrong <laughs> Alexandra Desplat <the> For <laughs> Little Women um, oh
0: yeah, I didn't even—I didn't notice. I went going back and, and listened
1: to that soundtrack, and yeah, it's really good. So I'm glad that that he's up here. I'd be happy uh, with Little Women winning. I'd also be happy with Marriage Story, although that was a bit cartoonish. I actually, that found it through me at points. I think you had sort of a similar a little bit. experience.
0: I, I feel like I noticed it. I don't know. My, my thoughts on the Marriage Story score with it—it it felt a bit cheesy at times. Yeah. But the story and the acting was so original and non-conventional that it almost sort of. Grounded it a little
1: Yeah Or like yeah, contrasted yeah.
0: it In interesting ways Yeah But yeah It was very noticeable in Maybe it's just because He's got such a distinctive style That you're like Oh it's Randy Newman
1: Yeah but, And it yeah. was like What am I watching Toy Story right yeah. now It's just weird Anyway um, But I think all of those Except maybe Star Wars <laughs> I'd be happier for My one My pick there would be Joker
0: But I uh, think yeah, I guess Ra- we I think, do have to make picks I think Randy Newman will win But I like the Joker score better
1: I reckon Oh, and also yeah. Randy Newman was supposed
0: to be in Canberra and in an Australian tour oh, in yeah. early February and he's just cancelled his Australian tour. Probably he says to attend this Yeah, well, he says due to medical problems recovering from an operation that's taking longer than he thought. But suspiciously <laughs> the Oscars night falls right in the middle of his run of performances, his run of performances yeah. in Australia and New Zealand, <laughs> and he didn't announce that the uh, concerts were cancelled until after the Oscar nominations were announced. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Very just
1: <motherfucker>, Randy. <laughs>
0: yeah, if this motherfucker doesn't show up to the Oscar ceremony, we're on a fucking walking frame. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, he better look like he's having a tough time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Um, an interesting little one, only because I think when you think of all that... Anyway, production design. <laughs> Uh, so what's that? That's like sets and shit Yeah, and the general like artistic vision behind the film Which is very hard to lock down Again, right? Joker would be good Little Women was good Interesting um, <sighs> Well, I'll tell you right now None of Neither those? of those are on there Yeah Not what? So we've got The Irishman Which neither of us I have haven't seen, seen But I've got to watch soon Yeah, 47 right, hours it's long. four and a half weeks yep. to watch Yep. yep. Uh, Jojo Rabbit so, that's nice. Yeah, of nice. course. Yeah, good. Uh, yep. 1917.
0: Yeah, 1917 was incredible. I Because we, we're going to do that next week. So, this has
1: two... The, each... I think it, this is a bit indicative. Each credit or each title has the production designer yeah. and the set decorator credited. Yeah, right. Credited. So
0: 1917, which we'll talk about next week. I'll do a bit briefly now. I watched a video. We both watched a video of the making of, of how they did it. Yeah. Because a lot of them are long takes... Um, like five that, minute... Like five, six, seven, takes. eight minute long takes in yeah. that movie of them running through trenches and shit. They did like months of rehearsals mm. and they would block They had this big open field and they would practice how long it would take the actors to deliver their lines and do the scene running through the field. And they, will, they, they might be like, oh, okay, you guys went a kilometre in the eight minutes you were taking to walk through the trench doing that scene. We have to build a, tr- a trench that's a kilometre long, yep. specifically built for you to do that scene through. So they dug like kilometres of trenches built to the length that the actors would need to do the scene in it. Yeah. And they had to build the trenches. And something I noticed that we can talk about next week, because I just went and saw it yesterday, um, is that you can see the difference in the structures of the British trenches and the German trenches, and you can see all sorts yeah, of incredible cool. details. Like historical details. They had to build everything from scratch, I think. like yeah. there's, we talked, We'll talk about it more next week. But yeah, the production design in 1917
1: was very impressive. I'm about to go and see it immediately after we record this. Yeah. So, yeah. Excited to... See all of it come through. Yeah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, which is kind of a more—I think that's the most, maybe the most subtle one on this list. It's other a lot than of those maybe period, the Irishman.
0: It's a lot of those period piece type things where you don't realize yeah. that
1: it's not filmed in the 1970s. And I think it's a period piece that's close enough to our current day that you're sort of—if they screw it up, you—you you sort of might not notice. But doing it well is probably a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, in the same way that I imagine the Irishman would be, yeah. you know? And the Irishman, they had to do, like, four period pieces, right? Because it covers, yeah. like, four decades or something. In real time as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. I follow someone on Twitter. I set him up, you <laughs> knock him down.
0: I follow someone on Twitter that is a typewriter nerd. Yeah. And complains every now and then about, like, how that breaks him out of movies. Because they'll be like, really? Really? An Oleander yeah. 5 in
1: 1942? <laughs> an Olivetti yeah. 67. Whatever it is. Uh, Oleander. This yeah. type. What's that? Steamed hams. Yeah. Steamed hams, but it's that guy talking yeah, about exactly. typewriters. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is Parasite. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think they built that house, didn't they? They did. And it was like designed by Bong Jun Ho, I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe I'm taking a credit away from someone there. But yeah, basically everything looked great. I think um, I
0: saw an interview about how they designed that house. They, did they build the house for the movie?
1: Yes. You yeah, know, they designed it and to it get was the right lighting and, and the right cinematography yeah. and, and angles and stuff. But also things like um, that half set basement scene um, that the family is in where they're like folding the yeah. pizza boxes and shit. That's like reasonably common in um, Korea, but that was like I think they were on location for that. Sorry, I, I think imagine they were it on been, yeah. yeah, it's like part of that back street that extends way beyond is CGI. Uh, they yeah, actually right. had a green screen. I think they were on set, not on location. I think they had to build that set. Yeah, so it's okay, like, right. it's representative of what living in Korea is like, but they had to totally create that. Yeah, so fair enough. a lot of effort went into that type of stuff. I yeah. think, I, I think
0: uh, refresh my memory again, just quickly what the movies were
1: for that oh, uh, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Fuck. I think 1917. 1917 probably, was yeah. I hope th-
0: 1917 wins for that. There was. I, it seems like it was so much effort, but again, like I don't know how much effort it was to do to recreate 1970s LA. Probably a shitload of effort. Like, yeah, Jojo I, Rabbit no
1: created such a memorable little world that I'd also be kind of happy to see that work recognized. But I do feel like it's it's it was maybe less effort than you're right. Once I upon agree. a time in yeah. Hollywood, Jojo so. Rabbit
0: was a lot of. In, it seemed like a lot of interior sets and like.
1: Mm. Nah, I don't really mm. care. I don't know. I, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. I think I'd actually be unhappy maybe if Parasite won this one. This seems like the. It seems like it had a strong aesthetic, but maybe didn't. I don't know. We don't know how much work goes into this type of I'm stuff. I'm surprised that
0: Parasite, like a, a Korean foreign film, is yeah, like in, uh, not in all these
1: English films. Because I,
0: I mean, I'm ruining the best picture nominations. So I know that Parasite's nominated for best
1: picture. And Best International Film. I think it'll win Best International Film. And not and it best won't. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's keep going. That's what I reckon. Okay, I, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins that. No, I think 1917 wins it. I, I would think so, like it well. to go to Once Upon a Time. All right. Uh, l- let's just quickly touch on film editing because I just yeah, want to... quickly run through the films. I yep. just want to guess. Yeah. And then, like, this is basically playing roulette. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Ford versus Ferrari. Neither of us have seen no. it. The Irishman. Neither of us no. have seen it. But Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Now, the editing in Jojo Rabbit was very good. Like, I didn't
0: really notice the editing in Jojo Rabbit. No, what about it? Was we good? were talking
1: about this last year. It just was... I think it was edited well for comedic like timing, tension. Yeah, it was a really tight, tight edit. Um, Joker, obviously, was the same. Like, very, really, really good. The editing in Parasite, I think... Have you watched the scene where... Uh, the, it's the nerd writer essay, and he talks about how they have, like, a hundred cuts in six minutes, and it's a montage, and it tells the story of how the family orchestrates getting the peach. Long story short, there's a there's a I montage I've watched the video, but I don't remember. There's it. a montage in Parasite that is like a hundred shots and it brings the story forward so far and there's like symmetry in the way that the montage goes. So, like, earlier shots in the montage are matched, mirrored by later shots in the montage of them doing other things. And all of that would have come together to be this beautiful work of art and that in would the have been editing like, suite. M-
0: like, weeks
1: of shooting, maybe. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. All those tiny little shots. I yeah, would okay. love to see Parasite get Sure. The, I don't really know how to watch a movie and notice that the editing is good. So... I think when they're doing stuff like montage, it's like, that's the time for the editor to really fucking shine. Yeah. Non-movies that jump around in time are also often really difficult to edit? I suppose Like like, any Nolan film?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I suppose like my my, my trouble with that is I was watching an interview with Greta Gerwig today, for example, and she says that all the non-linear stuff in Little Women is in the script and that's how she wrote the screenplay is like that. So she wrote to the cuts. And so I suppose like when when... A lot of the time when you get best editing like that, to me best editing would be like if the editor is handed a fucking mess and they create a coherent movie out of it. I'm right. like, yeah, the editor did a great job. But when it's like, well, if they're just following what the screenplay says, how much of that is editing and how much of that is the director's vision or the writer's vision that like is represented? How much of that is just a visual representation of what the screenplay told them to do?
1: Uh, I mean, I suppose, but it's still good editing. You know what I mean? I suppose so, but yeah. then I feel like it's like, yeah, but the editor... But they were just following they instructions. They were just following so yeah, instructions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, keep going. I, I, I agree, but... Um, I'm going to say Parasite, even though I don't think it'll win. Sure. Uh, Visual effects. uh, It's just a whole bunch of Marvel movies. Avengers Endgame. The Irishman, actually, for the digital de-aging stuff. I haven't watched
0: it. and I'm anticipating it looking like a fucking video game, but my dad has watched it, and he watched an interview with um, someone, some sort of round table thing, where they were talking about the idea that when Robert De Niro is this 70-year-old dude playing... Like a 60, 40, 30 year old man, half of making it believable isn't the visuals, it's the fact that he moves like an old man. Right. Like Robert De Niro is an old man. And so yeah. he said, like, he had to actively and consciously make efforts to move like, not a, younger to person. Move like a younger person. Wow, that's hard. Um, and so I suppose that's a compliment to Robert De Niro's acting if he's pulled it off, which I haven't seen. I've yeah. heard some people complaining that you can tell he's an old guy. Right. But, like, like when he's kicking this dude on the ground, it's like, yeah, it looks like an old guy, like, doing Like his hunched best. over and yeah. yeah. Um, but it also just, I think, shows that like, oh, well, there's only so much you can do with visual effects.
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah. What are the other? Sorry, Avengers, uh, uh, Irishman, Avengers, Irishman, uh, The Lion King, fuck off.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's, the animation that's the it, it, it is the only thing that movie has. That whole thing is animated. Yeah. I think it's all animated, even the landscapes and everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. That uh, could almost deserve to win. Yeah, I mean, video game designers do that in a better way. So the, this movie looks better than a video game. Yeah, yeah. it does. But also. Piss off. Uh, 1917, I guess.
0: Yeah. I didn't even notice the visual effects. I don't know what was and what wasn't visual well, effects. Well,
1: she, like a plane crashing into the ground, didn't yeah. actually happen. So, I, suppose. No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I think Star Wars wins this. Maybe Endgame. The
0: effects in Star Wars were really good, but, yeah. like, it's a Star Wars movie. I don't know. End- yeah. Endgame, it's a. That's, know, like,
1: most of what those movies they're are, so think, believable. It's the aesthetic, though, yeah. yeah. I, at, no, uh, Avengers Endgame, the fight scene was, like, I guess you could tell what was going on, but it was so busy that I just, like, got battle fatigue and kind of zoned out. I hate it was, like, the battles, worst part yeah. of that movie. I think that the, the Star Wars visual effects are maybe the strongest thing the series has Yeah. now. Like, obviously not during, like, the prequel trilogy yeah. or whatever. I think they're really what sells the movies. Absolutely. And... Uh, you're right that's what lets you get totally immersed in the one I think Star Wars wins that
0: well I watched I I just watched recently like on on Reddit uh, a clip of like Elizabeth Olsen who is the Scarlet Witch character doing it was a clip of her on set playing the Scarlet Witch without the CG effects and she's one of those characters who's Powers are like hand wavy, like shooting rays of shit from her hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she looks so dumb doing it without <laughs> yeah, the visual yeah, effects. Yeah. And it makes me forget that they completely sell it when the effects are there. That's true. Which means that, like, yeah, even like when fucking uh, Doctor Strange is like waving his wand around with all these like golden wisps of light come out of his mm-hmm. thing, like it's so believable and so immersive that yeah, no, the effects are amazing.
1: Yeah, that's true. So you reckon it's going to be Endgame? One of those
0: two big. Big budget Pick movies
1: one. would probably win. You, you go with Endgame? I've gone with Star Wars. I don't want Endgame to win an Oscar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, End, right. Endgame, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, really quick, makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell, which is that Fox News one that we haven't seen. Fine. Uh, Joker. Fine. Judy? Do you remember Judy That's a Judy, Judy Garland movie starring Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't think that's out here yet. I think it's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Okay. Whatever. And 1917. So the Done. only one that we can really talk about, or the only two are Joker and 1917. I don't know enough about makeup and hairstyling to be able to tell you. I mean, he wears what. clown makeup all the time. <laughs> so, you know. That seems Pretty like a, there are a lot of explosions. <laughs> <official> of, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see him
0: putting on makeup. Yeah. If any, so Walking Phoenix is being nominated for Best Makeup, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, great. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> well, he actually did it at the points, but no. Yeah. Um, no, whatever. I had no idea. Could, couldn't you uh, Maleficent Let's go with that it's not being televised I don't care Okay uh, We don't really care about Animated feature film But Toy Story 4 is up there Oh uh, no What else is up there? Okay. Is, these to, to, The new How to Train Your Dragon No uh, I Lost My Body, which I have not heard of. <laughs> Klaus, which I have not heard of. No. And Missing Link, which is the new one by that studio that does interesting things. <laughs> the, um, I'm pretty sure that's the one that did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, cool. I'll watch yeah. that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's great. nominated. Toy, and Toy 4 Story was 4 was amazing. I haven't uh, heard of those other ones. but Maybe be Toy Story 4 wins. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Um, well, see, half of the time with those things, it's like, really? You're
1: not How to Train Your Dragon, whatever. And those it's like, are good movies, though. Yeah,
0: but it, it makes me think, like, is the animation that good? Ah, uh, they're just trying to fill out the list. Well, and the, um, the and brutal the ad-
1: thing for these films is that they don't get their own, like, what's the animated film with the best story? What's the animated film that looks the best? Yeah, It's exactly. just, it's got to be good on all fronts, right? Yeah, um, it's so always totally like great. Anything that's competing with Pixar on this is doing an incredible job because yeah. they have just infinite money well, to throw at Kubo it. Kubo and so. the
0: Two Strings is an amazing artistic it's like an amazing yeah. animated so film you do, don't get if very if you haven't much.
1: heard of it they do stop motion animation yeah. that looks like it's real it's incredible
0: oh, I don't think they're going for realism maybe they are but it's, it's this like beautiful it, they artistic they bring these worlds to life yeah yeah.
1: Um, yeah
0: right and so if any of those other movies are these like ec- other examples of beautiful artistic weird animated mm. movies you don't often see I'd happily go in and watch some of those but if they're just yeah. filler like fucking How to Train Your Dragon 3 that does and feel I haven't like heard it of it feels like their the
1: competition it. can't be too strong if that's yeah. okay right, uh, ne- they're ne- good movies but like ne- not Oscar nominations what I don't care about is documentary entries in shorts so you can skip okay, yeah. um, do we care about original song
0: oh fuck it yeah fuck me up Okay, it will um, be like oh well, no it's always like a, a song from Ra- an animated
1: movie Randy Newman Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4 that was pretty uh, good I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. he won the Golden Globe for that that was good that's okay. a good Elton Johnson that's music by Elton John yeah um, okay so I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough no no idea Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 and Stand oh. Up from Harriet I think that's a that film about Harriet Tubman we have no idea. Haven't. I mean, I hope my boy wins, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Elton
0: John, I saw him just recently, and at the live performance, he. I saw him in Sydney, and it was like 24 hours after he was in LA receiving his Golden Globe. Right. Like, he went to go get it, and then he came back to Sydney on his first, fa- first flight back.
1: He's just been tired for 50 years, well, hasn't think, he? Yeah,
0: it was his first flight. It was his first... Showing because he's been doing these long shows in Australia for like three or four months. It was his mm. first show back in Australia after the Christmas break, so he yeah, might have been right. in LA for ages. But the right, right, point right. is, he said that that Golden Globe they won for I'm Gonna Love Me Again was the first award that Elton John and Bernie Taupin have won together ever. Oh, wow. Maybe it's it like the first big insane. major award. But he said it was like really meaningful for them because, no, like, cool. I suppose Elton John's won for The Lion King, but he wrote those lyri- he wrote Tim Rice wrote the lyrics for that. Right. And right, like, right. maybe, Not Bernie- Bernie. yeah. I feel like it's it's very very clear what I said. It's the first award they've won together, and so they were very excited about this big, meaningful part of their career. So if they win an Oscar, that'd be awesome. Mm. I love my boy. He deserves to win.
1: Next. Okay. Uh, Adapted screenplay? So this is like the Irishman. This this
0: is full of like uh, movies
1: you didn't realize were based on books. Like Jojo Rabbit was based on. Jojo Rabbit, yes. A Joker, actually, I guess. Yeah, Killing Joke, I guess. Is it based on? No, it's based on characters. Based on a different one. Based on different characters and things, right? Uh, The two popes uh, and Little Women and The Irishman. I didn't know The Irishman was an adapted screenplay. Me neither. Um, Adapted from.
0: Maybe it's like a real gangster or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Little Women is good. I don't think the Joker. I think Little Women wins this. I hope so. Yeah, it's great. It had really. I watched a video this week about um, the different ways in which the different adaptations of Little Women that they have been have reflect the values material. of the time mm. and how they treat the source material. And Greta Gerwig did a really great job of modernizing and adapting Little Women, and cinematically, it's really different and unique. And I think yeah. it, I think it deserves to win. Yeah, and yeah as I cool. said, she wrote all those edits
1: into the screenplay, mm. so she kind of like created the narrative fully. Yeah, I think yeah, it was really good, which is impressive. All right, original screenplay, Knives Out. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I don't
0: think 1917 wins for screenplay. Yep. I don't think Parasite wins for screenplay.
1: Yep. Why does that leave me? Once Upon a I'd, Time in Hollywood? I'd like to see Marriage Story win, because I think it was like probably the most impressive. But I also really love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I think Once as, Upon a Time in Hollywood wins Has Tarantino
0: ever won for a screenplay?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. That'd be awesome. If, if
0: Tarantino won for that, would be awesome, but fuck, it'd be insufferable. He's such a
1: prick. Yeah, he definitely is. But uh, have you seen that? I don't think Knives Out wins. I think Knives Out is out. No, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe it wins, but I don't think this. It's
0: it's it's a little bit too boilerplate. I think they deserve to win.
1: Also, kind of Hollywood kind of hates Once Upon uh, Tarantino, don't they? I don't know. I feel like the Academy maybe isn't a big fan. So I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe like. But the
0: Academy is just like a collection of people. Like.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's a clique, right? I suppose so. I yeah. know it. No idea. I hope he wins. I reckon my, my bet's on Marriage Story. I, I'd like to see if mar- um, if
0: either Marriage Story or Hol- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins, I'd be happy.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I'd be happy if any of those win. I just don't think the other ones will win. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We can skip a uh, documentary short. All right. Uh, quickly. Uh, we don't know any of these names, but international feature film Parasites named. There's also Pain and Glory. Uh, Le Mis, a new version of Le Mis came out. What country is So Pain and Glory is from Spain. Honeyland is from North Macedonia. Uh and Corpus Christi is from Poland. So I don't know. I haven't we haven't even seen,
0: We we saw a couple of the foreign films last year. We did, I haven't seen any of those. No.
1: Maybe we should. Uh, yeah. Check out If any of them. I mean, I think. Parasite's what, gonna win. Laimes is probably. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon Parasite wins that.
0: I've heard so much buzz about that movie from all sorts of American podcasts yeah, and things that it's, like. Yeah. It's gonna win.
1: Man, I wish. I wish Burning was getting that kind of attention. <laughs> Same cinematographer so yeah it's yeah, good alright okay uh, let's go with yeah we don't fuck, fuck off sound editing fuck off sound mixing um, okay let's go with supporting actor uh, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood it's interesting supporting that, actor yeah it's interesting yeah I okay, fine yeah because it's actually about the, main the reporter the journalist. Yeah. exactly uh, okay Anthony Hopkins in Two Popes okay Anthony, uh, Hop- Anthony Hopkins is amazing yeah Al Pacino in The Irishman cool. Joe Pesci in The Irishman, that is brutal, making them compete against themselves. That's funny. And Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So oh, I don't think Brad Pitt was that good in it. I don't know. He was just Brad he was, Pitt. He was good, but I wouldn't say yeah. I mean, he I was mean,
0: a very, he was a very Brad Pitt kind of role. Exactly. So um, what is and fuck The Irishman. So what uh, else? is Two he Popes by with?
1: Hopkins. Oh, sorry, Hop- Hopkins in Two Popes and Tom Hanks in Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
0: Hollywood would love Tom Hanks. So I see him. Tom Hanks wins. No idea.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, so it's kind of tough to say. All right, uh, supporting actress. But also, like Mister
0: Rogers is like
1: the Wiggles times a million for Americans. Yeah, like it's this really sentimental. So maybe he wins. Yeah, He'd, I, th- I mean, think, and I he think will. he's done a pretty good job of like bringing that character to life. So yeah. he looks good in the trailer. Yeah. Okay, uh, supporting actress Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Okay. Uh, don't know. No. Uh, Laura Dern in Marriage Story. She was good in that. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. She was really good in that. Uh, Florence Pugh in Little Women.
0: Oh, I think she was better in Marriage in in in, in Midsummer than she was in Little Women. She
1: had a more major role. Was Midsummer this year? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay, right. Maybe it was, but maybe not in the states.
0: I suppose Florence Pugh was good. She was so believable. That I forget yeah, that
1: I f- it's, you forget that it's yeah. a character, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Florence Pugh and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Again, I haven't seen many of those. Yeah, Bombshells not out here yet. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Laura Dern was good. She had like what eight minutes of screen time or something. Like not a whole lot in Marriage if Story. We had
0: the two movies that
1: uh, it, uh, I really like Laura Dern's performance though. It was it was very good and quite memorable. Yeah, you're right. I'd, I hope I hope Little Win wins. I hope it, I hope. It, Sweeps these awards. it would be great. Scarlett Johansson was almost cartoonish in Jojo Rabbit. And I think that makes me feel like it was bad acting, but it was actually very good acting. The whole movie was cartoonish. Like every yeah, character is exactly. A, a so weird
0: satirical caricature kind of thing.
1: I'd actually be happy with that. I don't know. I think Laura Dern wins. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, I guess let's go lead. Yeah. Um uh, best, best, actor, leading actor, uh, Antonio Banderas in *Pain and Glory*. That's that Spanish international film.
0: There are so many. Like, I feel like I've seen all the best, pi- almost all the best picture things. But all these like actors that are being nominated in, in I haven't seen the movies that these actors are nominated. Yeah.
1: in. Yeah, oh, you've seen three of them. So Antonio <laughs> Banderas. Don't and tell Pain me when I've seen Pain you, motherfucker. And uh, *Walking uh, Phoenix* in *Joker*. Yes. Uh, personally, I think that wins. Yeah. Um, it was Adam Driver in *Marriage Story*. I don't think I don't it's think w- fair. To, I guess maybe he is the protagonist, but man, Scarlett Johansson is like—they're the two leading actors yeah, in. That I think movie. so. Yeah, there's she no one main. I don't know if. Well, she you're saying Scarlett Johansson's a. Oh, character. she was nominated yeah. as yeah, leading actress. Okay, we'll get to that then. Um, I That's thought awesome. I thought they snubbed her for supporting actress, but oh, uh, no. okay. Um, Adam Driver in Marriage Story. I yeah. don't think Adam Driver was that good. I wasn't that. Again, it, I. I don't know. I thought it was a really strong performance. Okay, yeah. sure. Yep. Well, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't misconstrue that for me agreeing with you. Jonathan Price in The Two Popes is the last one. I haven't one. seen The Two Popes. I've
0: heard, I've heard a friend of mine watched Two Popes and said it was good. But
1: yeah. uh, so Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price are like. I guess they're the yeah, two popes. Those are the two popes. <laughs> um, apparently.
0: Clearly, one is more important than <laughs>
1: other. Yeah, so I uh, haven't seen Penny uh, uh, Glory. Walking
0: Phoenix is so
1: good. I don't think Leo wins an Oscar for best for leading actor. Hey! Leo? Yeah.
0: Did I, I was talking over you it was Leo yeah, also. Leo in DiCaprio. There. So what was after two popes? Leo DiCaprio, and that's it. But yeah, I, uh, Leo. Di- oh, Leo DiCaprio. Nah, he's got his Oscar. Yeah,
1: that's what I think. I think I think they were like, all right, mate, we did you the favor with the Revenant. Fuck off. <laughs> he was good at the Revenant. He was very good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, <sighs> was good. He was really good. Fuck no, yeah. but no, Walking Phoenix wins. I reckon. I would love if I actually think. I mean, I know ugh, Hollywood.
0: Hollywood loves movies about movies, though. They Famously. Do. They and, love movies about movies. Uh, so, uh,
1: maybe maybe Leo gets a second Oscar for this, but... Um, That'd be a
0: huge snub for Walking Phoenix. And
1: also, Adam Driver is playing a uh, playwright. So, I don't know. That's close. Well, because look proximal. Argo
0: wins Best Picture, and that's like Hollywood saves the world from terrorists. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Artist wins Best Picture, and it's like a movie all about Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, Maybe maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins best picture. That'd be fucking crazy. It won't that would but be. I, f- insane. I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's gonna get a bit of better get a bit of weird recognition that people are like, What, really? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it wins best production design I'd over like to see.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I don't know, you remember that scene where Leo is like acting under himself acting yeah. and keeps coming out of it and going back in? I think yeah. that's incredible, man. It's like, really good. I think I think that feels easy because he did such a good job, and then you yeah. ask anyone to do that, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able to." Well, do Well, I this.
0: feel like maybe that's what makes his performance more noticeable—is that he's coming out of multiple characters, whereas yeah. a performance like *Marriage Story* with Adam Driver, it's one consistent character the whole way that's through,
1: be- being angry or destroyed. So or whatever, you can't
0: yeah. appreciate it as a good character, especially since I don't really know what Adam Driver's like in interviews. I haven't watched many, so it's—he's it's, really it's, different. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's—it's it's not easy to watch it and be like, "Oh, I." I I don't know. I believe that, or not. I yeah. feel like it's a, its sometimes a lot easier to recognize a
1: good performance. Well, if you compare like when you've seen him in lots of Marriage different stuff, *Marriage Story* and Kylo Ren, like so. those are I two almost, extremely different performances. I,
0: suppose, I almost see them as <laughs> similar, though. I just—I yeah. I guess I've just—I always see Adam Driver as a bit dopey, mm. and both of those characters are a bit dopey and a bit oblivious in a way that I'm like, yeah, he's just that dopey oblivious guy, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But again, like maybe well, it's a good performance, and I'm just not recognizing it because there's no like multiple layers like there is in Leo's performance.
1: and and also like we we haven't we barely talked about yeah. Phoenix. And in again, Joker. there's multiple
0: layers in in
1: Phoenix's exactly. performance. Exactly. So, so yeah, I don't know. And he just becomes a character. It almost feels like well, of course, working Phoenix was the best. But who else <laughs> are we talking about, right? It's so. I don't know I-, I could see him winning and there's, but there was so much buzz when Joker came out about him and his performance yeah and
0: or, or maybe he gets maybe he's, he's won his gold I think he won the Golden Globe yeah I think he did maybe he's won his Golden Globe the movie's got all these other nominations they're like nah fuck it Joker's gotten its, gotten its
1: recognition yeah I mean he, yeah here's my here's my here's my guess yeah Phoenix gets snubbed for this and it goes to DiCaprio that's wild uh, that's my prediction I think it goes to DiCaprio. All right. Leading actress. Uh, Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. No. Um, haven't seen it. I yeah, don't think neither. it's out here either. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan in Little Women. I hope she wins. Uh, Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't think that movie got like middling reviews, so I didn't re- really think about how coming out at the right, she, right time. Though I will say, I've seen posters and trailers for it, and I did not recognize that it was Charlize Theron. Yeah, she I looks up, baby. completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely part of it. But she, I think she, she is an incredible actor. Yeah, like she great, just yeah. transforms herself. So yeah, maybe her performance was so stand out from the rest of what everything about that movie was that it's worth it. Yeah, uh, and then Renee Zellweger in Judy.
0: Uh, my parents
1: saw Judy and said it was really good mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, whatever again I don't know I don't think it goes to Little Women I thought oh uh, no Searsha Ronan was so unbelievably good in oh she was great she was you felt all, we'll talk about it later in this episode but you feel everything that character's feeling and it's so believable and you buy it 100% and you're like you're with her for the whole ride
1: yeah I loved her performance. And also, something that people forget, she's Irish as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And so, every performance where she's not sounding Irish as fuck is her also having to do a really convincing accent. Yeah. Oh, no, she was not so, so good. I think bro. she was who else, great.
0: Who else was in there that you think
1: is going to win? So maybe, maybe Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story maybe
0: yeah. again there's so many others we have performances we yeah, haven't this three seen we haven't maybe seen. fucking Harriet Tubman
1: will win uh, Cynthia Erivo yeah I mean I don't know she's she's great so I just haven't seen that performance but Whatever. we'll see
0: I know they're the only two I've seen I'd be happy if ScarJo wins I really want Sasha Ronan to win Sure. She okay. was so good, and she's been so good in so much shit recently. I don't know if she's... In, has she won an Oscar before? I don't know. She deserves I think it. she in. has. I think she has. She's so She good. might
1: even have won it for uh, Little Bird or something. Uh, like lady, lady Bird. Lady Bird, sorry. Little Bird.
0: Yeah, she was so fucking great in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yep. Right. She was great in both. Have we missed anything? Oh, yeah. Cin- cinematography, directing, yeah, uh, Best yeah, picture. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, okay. So, for cinematography, we've yep. got uh, The Irishman. Uh, Rodrigo Prieto. Yeah, but it's
0: got four times as much cinematography as every other one. Yeah.
1: Um, Joker, Lawrence Schur. That was good. Uh, the Lighthouse. Jaren, I really want Jaron Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting. And having to frame a movie for a more narrow aspect ratio than 4 by 3, I think is... Uh, probably a challenge. He almost had to film a square. Oh, yeah, time, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Narrowing the 4x3, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um,
1: 1917, Roger Deacons, yeah. and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Robert Richardson. It's funny how little the cinematographers in Tarantino movies get recognized by the general public. Like, I, I feel like Roger Deacons is the only name on that list any normal person knows.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Roger. Because we both watched that little making of for 1917, mm. and it shows a lot of, like, the rigging.
1: Oh, fuck. For 1917, if there was an impressive? award for, like, most impressive, like, grips... Yeah. Well, I feel like
0: that's it. all part of it, right? Like, Because yeah. in, that, in that video, again, we'll talk about it more next week, there's this video that shows that there's a specific scene in 1917 where he's running along this trench that they've built for kilometres just for this one scene. Yeah. They're rehearsing for months, where the character's, like, running along this trench, and then it, the, the camera's on a crane, and then it's taken by two soldiers in uniform that are, like, members of the crew that are dressed up as soldiers yeah they, ha- they put
1: the crew in uniform so that if they it, then the, when they have to like run around if yeah. they get caught in a shot it doesn't ruin it
0: yeah and so then so the cameras passed from a crane to being handheld to then passed to another crane on the other side so of the trench. stuck
1: on the cranes with magnets and so they just attach it yeah. by like pulling it off yeah. and then they stick it back on yeah, yeah. It, it,
0: amazing but like amazing amounts of work to go into like getting these shots that go for eight minutes or whatever and yeah, no, it was really impressive. But again, I don't, I don't know who's going to win for cinematography there at all. Yeah, I maybe, mean, maybe once upon a time in Hollywood wins. Joker could win. I like Joker, Joker could
1: win. Yeah, it's been nominated by you know so many fucking times. I think the cinematography in 1917 was probably more interesting than the cinematography. It, it had a bigger gimmick behind it. But apparently, even though there is a massive gimmick in 1917, yeah, it's it doesn't sacrifice like beautiful looking shots to get the continuous footage, so I, it still has, like, incredible beauty behind it, even though, yeah. so I've had. Um, I don't know, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if anything like the Lighthouse won, but I don't think it will, at least it's got nominated. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also had amazing cinematography, so...
0: I suppose it did, yeah, I mean, it was more of, like, a beautiful, picturesque kind of yeah, cinematography rather yeah. than the technical requirements that went into nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Every, I don't know. Every no shot
1: idea. in a Tarantino film is just perfect for the emotion that it's trying yeah. to convey. I'll
0: take a pot shot and say
1: nineteen seventeen wins. Okay, yeah. I uh, my bet's on Joker. Cool. Cool. Alright. Um uh, then we have uh uh director and then this picture, right? Directing, yeah. Okay, so directing. Um <laughs> No women are nominated for this category. No, that's fucked. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig a, should be on this list. In a
0: in a fucking lists where people were like, "Oh, why isn't Booksmart on this list?" Yeah. In in a, in a, in a year when Little Women comes out, which I think is one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, and it was really well put together. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a such a apparently such a. Diverted so much from previous adaptations and from the source material and its structure yeah. that to have a director be putting that together and have this creative vision for it and then not have her on this list
1: is ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, The Irishman, Scorsese, uh, yep. Todd Phillips for Joker, yeah. Sam Mendes for 1917, yep. Tarantino for Once Upon a Time, and uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite.
0: No idea. Again, I don't really know how to watch a movie and say that it's well-directed.
1: Um, um other than what I just went off
0: with Gerwig. No, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the best way that I could say whether or not, and this doesn't make it easier necessarily to identify, but a movie is well-directed if the idea behind the performance is good. Not just the execution of the performance, but the idea of the performance. Because the director's the person telling the actors what they need to do, and then the skill of executing that is the, is actors. the actors. Yeah, okay. So, if there's a really interesting... Things like, you need to move your body in a way that makes you look younger than you are. That is a directorial instruction.
0: I I suppose Joker was good in that respect.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Joker might actually be the the pick. Best directed. Fucking wild if the
0: director of the Hangover movies wins for Joker.
1: (laughs) Great. Yeah, And I feel like maybe he's going to not win for that reason. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. People are like, no, fuck this fucking Todd Phillips guy. thinks thinks decapitating a giraffe is funny.
1: Parasite was um, amazing. The Like, one of the things that I've seen cycled a lot I- about how good Parasite was is that little rhyme that they do to remember the, like, the mnemonic that they have to remember the sister's role in the family where she's like, um, uh, you know, uh, young Kelly was my sister in the first grade or something like that. And they do this little rhyme just before they walk in the house. There's little moments like that where the family is... That. Yeah, you'd Whatever. remember it if you saw it. True. There's moments where there's like very clever performance ideas. So I'd love to see Bong Jun Ho win for this. Um, uh, my bet is that it's Todd Phillips. Okay, great. And then Best Picture. Yeah. Best Picture. Okay, this, uh, this is a so category with a lot of nominations. I've seen all of these already. The only you ones. Have not. No, I mean, I've seen these nominations. Oh, right.
0: Um, the only two of these movies I haven't seen are Ford vs. Ferrari. Yep. And uh, the, the Irishman. The Irishman. I probably will get around to seeing The Irishman. I'm, I don't have any interest in watching Ford vs. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> I don't know. Knowing it's my life, for was like, it something for Best Picture. Is it amazing? I've just no, heard no, nothing no, about no this idea. film, but I also have no interest so, in it. Go on, read the list out. All right, so Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I mean, going by my Hollywood loves movies about movies... Once upon a time, winning would That'd be, be wild. nuts. I just don't think Tarantino wins best picture ever. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Um, but also, like, honestly, it's it's up there with these films. Like, I loved that movie, and I thought it was such a good summation of his work to date. You know that, like he he had yeah. refined his own process so much; it had such a distinctive voice. And it showed like a good
0: creative process. Creative progression, yeah, and so much, all these other so movies. much
1: restraint
0: compared to what he's used I mean, to. And that's working what put with. me off it in the first place. Yeah. yeah um, no, I don't know. I feel like it's the obvious pick, but not at the same time. And I don't I feel think like the Irishman
1: has- wins. No, I don't think Jojo Rabbit wins. No, I don't think Ford v Ferrari wins. Knowing our luck, it probably will. No, no, let's <laughs> fuck that off. Okay, yeah. So. I don't think Little Women wins, even though it. I could. think it could. I think it could. I mean, it, I think it would be great if it does, but I don't think that it does. I think it's down to, oh yeah, and again, that's the only movie here that's sort of I don't know, centered on women. I suppose so. Well, the other ones are ah, oh, P- Parasite, not centered. Oh, you centered on
0: one. No, I, I was I was going to say I didn't know if the other ones were directed. I by guess women. yeah. No, I don't so know.
1: Marriage Story and Parasite. Yeah. Anyway. Tubman, I guess, is it will be wild. Pa- Harriet, if Parasite One. People on in, in people in insane. America
0: have been obsessive about Parasite yeah. in a way that no one has ever been about any other foreign movie I've heard about in ages. Maybe people just like yeah. love to give themselves a pat on the back for watching a foreign film or something. But
1: <laughs> yeah, um. maybe yeah. And this is like one of the most accessible foreign films that I've seen. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. I think it comes down to... I don't think Marriage Story wins.
0: I think it could. I think Marriage Story think is my I think all pick. of
1: these could, because they've been nominated. No, but, but I <laughs> think... Well, no, they can't,
0: because, like, fucking... No, no, there are some that are definitely not going to win. I think Ferrari Yeah, wins, right. Right, yeah. I think Marriage Story could win. That, that's almost my pick, I reckon, wow. out of all of those. What are the other ones Best you have left? Best
1: picture. 90s, that, that Marriage Story means Joker doesn't win. It means Once <sighs> Upon a Time in Hollywood... Joker shouldn't win, but fuck win.
0: Hollywood would love to give it to
1: Joker, wouldn't they? Just like no, we love. Super- I think they'd love to not give it to Joker.
0: No, I think they want to. I think they want to do it. I think they want to be like, no. Nah, see, like, our, everyone's been criticizing our obsession with like superhero movies, and Joker is an, an example of the fact that we've been making nothing but superhero movies for ten years. Look, it's paid off in a big artistic way. Yeah. Superhero movies are valid forms of
1: art all the time. Hollywood's in every been example, arguing for that. Have well, they? No, I just, no, I mean Hollywood isn't a thing, but like, yeah, but well, it kind of is like the, the Academy. I
0: think I don't know. Mm. I think it's, I think some could argue it's an example of how like the huge like commercialization of superhero movies hasn't been like a waste of time artistically. Yeah.
1: Do you think nineteen seventeen could feasibly win?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. It could, but it's like it's not a. I don't think it's a very. You know how there's like there's like I think it's like a it's I think nineteen seventeen is closer to like a dumb action movie. Right. Than it is
1: to like a beautiful cinematic piece of art. Yeah. I Did think The Revenant win Best Picture? I don't. I don't. Maybe. I think it won Best Directing and Best Lead. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Um.
0: I think that. Oh, I don't know. I suppose it could win, but it'd be weird if it won for me. I think that it should go to Tarantino, or it should go to Noah Baumbach, or Greta Gerwig. Or is she on that list? Yeah, Little of she, Yeah. Or, or it should go to Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Um.
1: Or Bong Joon Ho. That's. I think those. I think it won't go to. But I think the fact that he's been given the International Film nomination, he'll so. win for that. Yeah, it's a nod. So I think once upon a time in Hollywood, uh marriage story, little women or Joker are the four.
0: Yeah, right.
1: That's what I reckon. I've no idea. It's gonna be weird no matter what and often the best pictures of the best picture
0: there's heaps of times when it doesn't align with what we think should happen anyway. The best picture win pictures often. It's often strange. weird. It'll
1: be fucking Ford versus Ferrari. I think you're right. Or it'll be the Irishman because we've not talked about it at all because it doesn't seem like it should even be on this list, <laughs> right. having not seen it. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what's your what's your what's your guess? Marriage Story. You uh, reckon Marriage Story? No, you're right. It won't win. Um, I don't. Th- I just need to win. It's a Netflix movie as
0: well, yeah. so
1: it won't. Oh, that's a good point. For good like, points, well, fuck that off.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Joker or Tarantino. I reckon Joker has eleven nominations. What do we think about that? That's do you think heaps. that they've? Do you think that they think we've nominated it for eleven different things? We recognise that this was good on all fronts. Maybe it's a jack of all trades and a master of none, so it doesn't yeah, really win anything important. Maybe yeah. Um, well, then again, I've, I've got an article here
0: from Slate that's pointing out that Netflix has the most nominations this year out of like any big studio ah, wow. so Netflix has got 24 nominations across all of their shit because they've got Irishman, Marriage Story Two Popes a couple documentaries some animated shit right. and a documentary short Disney's got 22 uh, it says at least 22 I don't know what that means
1: yeah it doesn't count when you own 60% of the market well it says
0: Disney including Fox has 22 nominations right. Sony has 20 Warner Brothers 12 goes down from there mm. but um, yeah it is kind of wild that Joker's got Joker's got 11 nominations that's yeah. I think almost the most nominations out of any film on the list it is it I is think. yeah irishman mm-hmm. <laughs> has got 10 the fact that Netflix has 24 nominations clearly means to some degree they don't have any
1: they don't care about giving shit to Netflix but I think it God I think it goes to Joker I don't know be- I think that's the most likely for me as well yeah I think so I think it goes to Joker. I would love to see uh, I'd actually be happy with any of the four that we read out. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ford versus Ferrari
1: is going to fucking Yeah, it. absolutely. It's <laughs> going to clean up. Yeah. All right, sweet. And up to the most important category: documentary short subject. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing <laughs> yeah, it. I'm putting my foot down. Okay, um, right. Well, that's the Oscars, that's, that's the
0: Oscar nominations.
1: So that's what we think. Someone, Wild. Someone that's not us catalog our predictions and then go through and tell us how we fucked it all. Good. I mean, look forward to happening. Finding out this, pro- this episode is probably not going to come out until after the Oscars have actually happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. So we can release a little one-two <laughs> of like our Oscar predictions and then <laughs> our thoughts on the winners. Hell yeah. All right. Right. Okay. So Little Women, we can sort of pivot a bit to now. This is
0: the new film written and directed by Greta Gerwig. I suppose by written, I mean she's the one that adapted Adapted. the screenplay from the book. The book was originally written by Louisa May Alcott and came out in 1868. And since then, there have been, Wikipedia says seven film adaptations. But I know there's also been like, I think there's a recent TV series with Maya, um, oh, Maya Hawke.
1: Oh yeah, like she was in it. Ethan, the, there's been her Ethan there's been
0: fucking kid. heaps of adaptations yeah. of Little Women, yeah. and so I had never been really familiar with the story at all. I never had to read the book. I'd never seen any of the other movies at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I got keen on this, I suppose, because of the cast and because I had just seen Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird recently and really liked it. So I figured,
1: let's dive in on this. Yeah, um, I studied the book at university. So, I was yeah, right. somewhat familiar with it. Um, so, yeah. Without
0: wanting to, I suppose, do our typical trope of just summarizing the whole fucking plot. Mm. The plot of Little Women is... It's set it's set in the the mid to late 19th century, right after the Civil War in America. There's this family... Uh, the, the March family live in this big house in, I think, Massachusetts with their mum and there's four sisters. Yep. The mum... Is called, she, it's played by Laura Dern as Marmee. The eldest sister is Emma Watson, who plays Meg March. The second eldest is Sersha Ronan, I think, who plays Joe March. Mm-hmm. Then Florence Pugh plays Amy March. And Eliza Scanlon plays Beth March. Mm-hmm. They are four sisters who so are four sort of like kind of different tropes, and they're very sort of. I can definitely see how in previous versions of this story, they could have easily just been like vague caricature kind of outlines of a personality. Yeah, Meg March is the old character, the the elder sister who's more responsible, and as as a child wants to live in high society. Yeah, Um, and she doesn't seem to get much of a much of a run in this movie very much at all. I think she seems to sort of be defined by who she marries, and defined by the fact that she wants a family. I
1: think that's the point. I think a a current cultural touchstone of that is like Sansa Stark, who like or except before she gets fucked up. Um, yeah. Where she always... All she ever wanted was to be a princess. You know, yeah. that's like... That's Emma Watson's character in this. Yeah. All she wants is to have a have a lovely marriage and a big house and start a family and be happy with her family. Yeah.
0: Know? Beth is young, I think. I think she's the... I don't know. I can't tell whether Amy or Beth are the, is the youngest, but Not Beth true. is one of the younger sisters and is very quiet, very shy. She's the musical one and is always playing the piano. Amy March is... The painting one who's <laughs> good at painting and mm. uh, she's played as quite sort of immature and selfish in this film. I, I think, think she, she always kind of she is. might be the youngest. Yeah, right. Well, she's played as sort of very self very very self centered and immature in a way that gives her character lots of room to grow later on in the story. Yeah. I think I think that I, I read somewhere that she's the character that a lot of people dislike often mm. because of how she's sort of fucking over other characters in the story. Yeah Multiple times And then uh Social random place Joe March Who is the writer She sort of a, a self-insert of, uh,
1: of Louisa May Alcott's character yeah, yeah And
0: she's For all intents and purposes The main character Of this yeah. story I'd say Um yeah so shes she 's the one she like writes plays for the sisters to perform at Christmas and she 's like writing little short stories and things and so they all have their little artistic little hobbies yeah <laughs> each each sister yeah um which is sort of what I meant about like you could sort of see them as like caricatures because like oh, there's the musical one and the painting one and the writing one and the the
1: old one that gets married, and from their personality there's like you know the one that um the normal one that just wants a simple family life and yeah then there's uh, Joe, who wants to be the artist, who really properly wants to be the artist. And she is kind of like the die-on-your-sword, um, kind of like bleeding-heart creative. And then there's Amy, who like is following that path and is talented but is lazy and selfish and doesn't want to work very hard and yeah. is, is extremely self-centred. And then there's Beth, who's like the sweetest one, completely innocent, and... Um, very emotionally in touch, forms friendships with people very easily, and and yeah, um, yeah. And so it sort of you can sort of my understanding of this is uh, it's a and maybe this is uh, something that happened a while ago, or maybe it's just because we're dudes. But like this is the type of story where um, young girls that read it sort of fit themselves into one of the characters. You know, they're like, are you uh, an Amy or a Joe or a Beth or? whatever, I can't even remember what's his character name. Yeah, no. Um, Meg. uh, Yeah, Meg. So, like, they're meant to be sort of, in a way, archetypal of different different types of people and different personalities and, um, yeah, different pursuits and that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess it just sort of takes a look at their family life, their father's away in the war. So, while he's absent... Um, how the family copes with that. And then I guess the the main theme that runs through this and kind of the bottom line of the story is how um, little actions or decisions or forks in the road early in your life are much more significant than you think they will be. And they continue to recur and define who you are later in your how life how people think of you and all and that exactly yeah. and, and little things that didn't mean much to you at the time maybe meant something huge to someone else yeah so it's a little bit of a, uh, a, like that coming of age story it's a little bit of like a um, back and like future and past comparison yeah a that, little bit of romance and, and that's aside yeah.
0: from the obvious themes in the film which are sort of like women's morality and their place in society yeah. and what it is to be a woman in whatever society it is that I think. I think it's more interesting to, re- to see see the, the production of each of these films, of each of the versions of Little Women, as like how the values of that time are reflected in how the film is made. Yeah, sure. I watched a brief, well, it's a really long video that I sort of skimmed through this morning. That was it. Looked at the um, the 30s version, the 40s version, the 90s version, and the version that came out just this year, right. and about how they each adapted the films differently. And he just sort of tweets with the text in their own little way to fit the purposes or to fit the values of that society. Right, yeah. Um, and about how, for example, the one in the 90s that was made, obviously, like, the greatest distance apart out of all the ones this video was looking at, because the previous one it looked at was, like, the 40s or the 50s one. Um, the one that was in the 90s with Winona Ryder in it um, and uh, Rocky Horror Pictures so Susan Sarandon as Mami, um, right. was one of the... F- was was. An adaptation of the film where Mami was played with a lot more independence and a lot more of like a like a sass, for want of a better word, um, than or any of the other ones it had, and it sort of gave her like a more a more important role as like an independent single mother, like right. raising her children in a in a very self sufficient kind of way that was reflective of the sort of wave of feminism that was rising in the '90s there at the time, um, and I'm not able to conjure up what the values were in the 30s and 40s that they were trying to project but it was things like in the 1930s version of the film um, that was that came out during the Great Depression there's a scene where the auntie the rich auntie that's played by Meryl Streep in this one whoever it is the rich auntie um, gives each of them a dollar as a Christmas present and each of them like like very carefully considers whether they should save it or who they should give it to or whatever right and because it's the Great Depression and then the one that came out just after World War II um, that was like this big, beautiful Technicolor production done by uh, MGM. They're each given a dollar and they go on like a shopping spree.
1: Right, that's interesting. As like
0: a reflection of the happy economic period. boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, little examples like that, and then I think that in this in this new one, this new 2019 one, there are all sorts of different ways that it was modernized and changed and adapted.
1: Mm. That
0: won't bother to mention.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think we need to go into
0: it. I don't remember what what spurred me to
1: go on that little, <laughs> that, little, that, little that little rant, but. Just how the the ideas. So this is obviously a book by women about women. And yeah, right. The idea okay. of how the different perspectives on that have carried through the century.
0: Right. Um, uh, yeah, and, and so jo- the, it flashes between two different periods in time. It flashes between their childhood and then seven years later in a really interesting non-linear way, which is not in the book. I, think the, I don't believe. The, the non-linear aspect of that isn't in the book. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think that the book is linear. Yes. Neither... You have read... I have read the You've had to study it, but
1: you don't know whether you've read it. I've... I've... I, <laughs> I realised I have read it. I mean, often, as anyone who's studied... Texts you like, will know, you'll skim them. and Yeah, like. you,
0: you were like, I think I've read this. I mean, I definitely wrote an essay on it, but I think I've read yeah, this one. Yeah, but I think I actually <laughs> read this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked the non-linear way that they told the story. If we're talking about the screenplay for a moment, because we were mm. mentioning it in the Oscars earlier, I thought that it did a really good job of offering that contrast in sort of the, the theme you were talking about before. Themes, that's how we got onto it. The theme you were talking about before of how little things that happen earlier in your life become more impactful for you later. Like yep. they would have lots of scene- scenes in the book, for example, where they would have a beach scene that would hard cut to the s- a beach scene seven years later
1: and the feeling that the characters were there would have experienced would be completely different. And the visual language would be completely different. I know that um, Greta Gerwig used a special, and the cinematographer for this one, used a special filter yeah. uh, for the childhood scenes. To make
0: everything look really
1: warm and golden. Yeah, exactly. Um, compared to, and you really notice it, like especially when it sort of hard cuts to the same place. I didn't notice it. And the all first of a sudden, time. it's like, bam, cold yeah. beach. Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't notice it the first time, and it felt so stupid going in the second time, and that it was so, <laughs> was it was so <laughs> yeah. obvious.
1: I mean, I, I don't think I would have necessarily noticed it uh, overtly, but it certainly makes the yeah the the time when I did notice it most was in, that on the beach in, on the beach. Yeah, yeah it's also the most it's, obvious. Yeah,
0: It's it sort of like forces it. I like the hard cutting between the two times like that because if you were just to tell it linear, linearly, those differences in the scenes wouldn't be as obvious. So, in the first beach scene, it's when they're all kids and they all go down with a whole bunch of families to the beach and they have a fun time. Yeah. And it's this fun beach trip and it's this lots of flirting between the male and female characters and these little young romances and young loves. And then it hard cuts to Sersha Ronan with one of her sisters who is dying Beth, of this yeah. illness. Um and just the contrast of like how much their lives have changed and how much more responsibility they have and how much they've lost between those two scenes is so much, so much more heavily emphasised than I think it would be if you told the story linearly. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it was really effective.
1: Yeah, I think it would. It, it's it makes it easier to draw those yeah. comparisons, and it but ma- it doesn't cheapen them because of how well they do it. I don't think
0: so. And it, but it makes you feel like because it'll often cut and it'll make it'll it cuts a social in seven years in the future, and the sort of look in her eye makes it feel like she was remembering that in some sort of sorrowful or wistful kind of way sometimes. yeah, Like, there's there's a great... One of my favourite sequences in the film um, is one where it's Saoirse Ronan remembering waking up and going downstairs on several Christmas mornings in a row. Mm. And the first Christmas... Maybe it's just two. And the first Christmas morning is her happily going down and seeing all her family all happy and everything. And the second Christmas morning is exactly the same shot of her going down the stairs again. But it's after this terrible tragedy they've all suffered, yeah. and the way it sort of a b's that does this really good job of this evoking this melancholy feeling of everything that the character has lost, and it, sort of a lot of it is this like uh, expressing this immense sorrow at the fact that childhood is over, and that's shown through the cinematography being all cold when they're growing up and it's showing through these edits like that. I think mm. it's really effective. But
1: we're also making it sound more obvious than it actually is. It's quite... And it isn't just that... Look how happy everything was back then. I saw the how, film twice. So how I feel sad like, everything was back yeah, now. I
0: feel like having seen it twice, I was looking for these differences the second time. Right.
1: But uh, there's still joy in the present. It's great, yeah. Right. Uh, it's, it's not like everything, everything new is bad and everything old is good. It's like... It's very much just that everything was simpler and more, they were fixated more on little things when they were younger. Yeah. And as they grow older, they learn what they need to care about. They are trying to find themselves in more complicated ways. They're placed in more complicated social dynamics. Things that they've always wanted become available to them and they realize that they didn't actually always want those things. And that's a very complicated emotion to reflect. So you're sort of operating in two modes and the the comparison of those two modes is what's really powerful, I think. The mode of like... I'm young. I'm. I don't know much about the world, and I'm sort of privileged enough to be carefree, other than these issues that I've decided to try and fixate on. Like yeah. I love this person, or I want to be. I want to do this thing, or you know, I want to learn how to play this musical instrument or whatever. And then later, it's like. They also have the considerations of like I, what responsibilities I have and whether or not I can afford to do that and if it's appropriate to be around this person now and th- those types yeah. of things. Just It's just more complicated. And of course, you know, you that permanent sense of loss is an undercurrent through, but it, it, it isn't like... Watching the, few, it's, it would be the most depressing movie in the world if it if it just every time I mean, it flashed forward life it was like apart. how bad everything is now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it's not. But it's like, not. Like
0: I, that. I think that maybe you latch on to the. I latch onto those melancholy moments in the film because it evokes this, it's, the, the sense of loss that it evokes is so personal. Yeah. And you, you, these characters feel so real and the way it presents their experiences makes you latch onto them as, in such a personal, real way mm. that y- it, it reminds you of stuff that's happening in your own life, I think, in a way. Yeah. And I, but I, th- I thought this film was so wonderfully charming and it was so, it was so such a beautiful world that they'd created and it feels like the sort of movie that could go on for. Ever, and yeah. I would just continue to watch it. I would just want to be in this world forever. It's so much fun, and watching the dynamic between the sisters and the family, and Laurie, the hot next-door neighbor, um,
1: <laughs> played by Timothy Chalamet.
0: Yeah, um, it's just so great and so charming and so much fun. It's like watching someone grow up, and it's like watching someone's whole life in the most exciting way. Mm. That it's, it's almost not about very much at all it's just about their experience in daily life yeah which I feel like is what Greta Gerwig there's, there's like a scene where the publishers getting getting this book that's the book that Joe has written about her life and he's like oh who the fuck would want to read and this the publisher
1: an old man yeah and yeah. then
0: her, her, his daughters all come in and go like oh what happens to these women we love this book so it's, it, in a way I can see how it's inspirational it might have been back then, even when it was first came out. I think as so. like this book that's just about the daily life of women where like, and that's might not necessarily even something that was even written about very much. They talk about in the film, like the fact that it's written about makes it important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because Joe,
0: it, there's this meta thing going on in the film where Joe is writing a book about their lives. And so the the story you're watching is the contents of Joe's book, kind of. Yeah, like it's like Joe is writing Little Women. I don't know if that was in the original book. Uh, or I not.
1: don't believe so. Yeah. I, I know that you want. I think the all of the meta narrative aspects in this movie are Greta doing. Yeah, right. So doing
0: in this movie, Joe Joe is writing Little Women while you're watching Little Women.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: you just googled Jane Austen. You I, stupid
1: fuck. No, I know. I'm trying to find when she was active because the, that's the, not the previous. I guess like. So, May, Louisa May Alcott was born... Oh, right. like, I thought I usually thought yes. she wrote I, it. I know Sorry. that they're different. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, I would have to be a fucking moron yeah, to well, get those yeah. two things. Was,
0: the way I was looking at you five oh, seconds yeah, ago.
1: Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, like, I'm just thinking of, like, having... Study this the ways, that f- <laughs> the ways that female representation occurred in like Jane Austen's novels, and then as so, May Alcott was born sort of 20 years after Austen finished writing yep. by dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, L- Louise May Alcott was born in like uh, 1830s ish, and mm-hmm. so, like, she was writing through that, like, through the, the sort of middle and late of that, that century. And it's interesting because I feel like the books that that publisher is saying that she should be writing are the types of books that Austen was writing but also criticising. So you've got these yeah. these perspectives where it's sort of like what... I might be wrong about this, but my understanding is it's sort of this shift from women authors knowing that those are the books that... Like, knowing that that shape of plot is what people want and then still writing that but being critical of it. yeah which is what Austin was doing, but then uh, Louisa May Alcott coming along and saying, well, I'm not even going to write that shape of story. I'm yeah. going to write something that's making, not, not not just making fun of that, but it's completely different and acknowledges that yeah. shape well, of story.
0: Something, this video I watched that compared the different interpretations of Little Women was about how, I suppose, the interpretations tend to get a lot more feminist over time. Mm. And the idea that a lot of And the May criti- Alcott
1: was a feminist in the fucking 1800s. That yeah. is insane. Well,
0: so like a lot of the criticisms that, seem to be an inherent part of the story are a lot more obvious in these more modern film adaptations than they perhaps were in previous adaptations mm. or than they perhaps were in the novel. The idea being that those were a lot more covert mm. in the novel. Like, as an example, I feel like... Whatever, it's a 150-year-old story. Yes, I didn't, spoilers. I didn't know it, but we're going to spoil it because I should have known it. Um, So, at the end of the book, at the end of the story, where Joe marries this... Ugly ass French professor. Yeah, in the book, because he's in, in the book. He's described as this like old French dude with no beautiful qualities at all yeah. to his face. Um, and apparently, the book came out in two parts, where the pub, jo, uh, the author's real publisher in real life said said. She was pressured in some way To make sure that Joe gets married yep. And so when the second part came out She invented this ugly fucking old dude Out of nowhere Almost as like a joke yeah. To be like Alright I'll have her marry this fucking guy And it won't be for any reason And he's gonna come out of nowhere yep. And so that's like a Alright fine you are going to get married She's gonna fucking marry this guy yeah. And so then this this movie Directly references that And sa- has a scene where The character Joe Is sitting in the room With the character of the publisher And the publisher says like Your character has to get married and Joe's like, all right, mate. She's gonna marry this guy, and, but it's a. Sort of, I feel like what's covert with like uh Louisa May Olcott just making Joe marry someone fucking random, someone that doesn't really seem very suitable at all. Yeah. In the book, is sort of directly referenced, and it's this, this 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 sort of meta moment in the movie where Joe says like, no, I don't want my character to marry some dude. I don't want him to. I want him yeah. to get married, and the guy's like, just make her get married. She's like, all right, I'll make him get married. Yeah. Um, Where, like, it's more directly criticising that trope of, like, why do women have to always be married in a book? And then, of
1: course, in the film, she, like, gets married to someone that barely has any screen time. Yeah, right. So, sort of the same thing happens. Yeah,
0: well, apparently, the the character of the Professor was a lot more of a a leading role in previous versions, where that character would, like, be supporting... Supporting Joe professionally by encouraging her writing and yep. like supporting her personally by sort of becoming her lover later on. Yeah, but it's sort like a weird dynamic, I suppose. I don't know. Um, and that that was int- that was like an interesting feminist perspective, I suppose, that you'd have like a man that's like supporting the career of his wife. Yeah. in a way that I suppose wasn't normal. But it's interesting that in the Greta Gerwig version, the character of the professor is completely written out of the story almost. Like he's in it for like maybe five minutes. Yeah, so it's like even more of a joke. Yeah, that she gets together with him, and the end. he's and like it's not a even young, really attractive
1: person, which is again Gerwig saying, "All right, here's what you want." Yeah, I yeah. heard her in an interview today,
0: um, on the way over to record, where she was saying that like. The interviewer was really familiar with the book. She was some professor of whatever. And right. was like, so what about... Why don't we talk about the idea that in the book, he's this ugly old dude and you've cast this you've cast this like hot French guy. Um, and Greta goes, yeah, well, forever in movies, men have been making movies with hot women and put glasses on them and telling, telling us they're awkward. Yeah. So she said, so I just figured I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said yeah. she was... Going through the book again 15 years after having read it a lot as a child and sees the line where he's described as this ugly old guy and she's like, oh, well, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, funny. And then the idea that she talked about the idea that, or maybe there's one of these videos I watched today, it's all haze. Sure. talked about the idea that by sidelining the character of the professor in this new movie, it allows a lot of the decisions that the professor might have motivated earlier to be self-motivated decisions by Joe in this movie.
1: Right. In a way where, like, she's like so much more independent.
0: In this one, the professor just has one
1: scene of being like, "I really don't like your writing." To be honest, (laughs) that was my maybe one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Yeah, was like, um, "Yeah, I don't like them." Yeah, Uh, I mean. I think they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. I like, think like a he's gonna like make a faux pas and then he like triples down <laughs> yeah. on it. And she has a like, I moment. I think you what? can't write. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but yeah. then th- he's like, then what do you mean? And he's like, mm, maybe I'm not finding the right words. They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so then like funny.
0: in any other movie where that might have been like him like getting twenty more minutes to clarify and like be like her like karate kid style like yeah, 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 writing yeah. trainer. I don't know how it normally happens, but in this like that's the last <laughs> that's the last you see of him for like two hours and yeah. she's the one that's self-motivated to make all her own decisions in a way that i think isn't necessarily how it happens in other versions yeah.
1: and it also sets up a much more internal conflict that she has where she's received criticism there's probably a fair bit of truth to it and <laughs> she ha- I- is not ready to receive that criticism and so she takes it really badly yeah and she like deflects and insults him and then runs off and yeah.
0: Well, in that case, I think it's because she was deliberately writing to, like, please, like, newspapers. She was writing, like, pulpy, quick,
1: action, thrillery kind of stories or whatever. He for basically says, like, you can do better than this. Yeah. And uh, But uh, he's shithead about it. And yeah. she takes it really personally. And I, I think it because that that's at, at a bit of a younger stage in her life, I think.
0: No, I think that's in the older section, Maybe it's which like is in New York.
1: Older, but yeah. still pretty... Early on in that older <laughs> section I think yeah. that's like the start of the it is. The new section yeah. of the movie Right So um, I think she still isn't quite ready To receive like Constructive criticism And might not be particularly good Because she's very invested And shy about showing her work to people Yeah um, And so that sort of set Allows her to Actually experience Internal change yeah. Where she becomes more um, Sort of uh, I- Introspective about her own work Right. Yeah. But she's not doing it off, like by bouncing that off yeah. someone, she's just doing it by taking time to process it and stuff. It's an interesting way to show it. I like
0: how much of a fuck you it is though that she ends up with him at the end of the movie. I guess because yeah. like the the author was single for her life and didn't want the apparently didn't want the character of Joe to have to marry anyone in the book, but yeah. she sort of did it because she was told to impress. She you literally to had, it. had to. So, yeah. I like the way that in this movie, it's so stupid that she ends up with him. Like, yeah. in the most cartoony way, like literally. The last it's thing. It's almost like
1: her family convinces her to go and do it. And she's like, all right, fine. She's enough. like, I don't love him. And yeah. they're like, yes, you do. Go on. And yeah, she's exactly. Like, no, I don't. And they're yeah. like, yes, you do. Go on. Come yeah. on. I'll get the car started. We'll go. You definitely love him. Yeah. And she's like, all right, all fine. All right, fine. I do love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it,
0: it does this, it does it this thing like where it's, that long. It's, showing, it's showing you, like, uh, Sir, uh, Joe running after the guy. And it looks like she's about to. Give up or whatever, and then it breaks out of it, and it was that was like that was like the publisher and Joe reading her finished manuscript. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the publisher goes like, "Oh no, you can't leave it like that. You got to write another chapter where they, they kiss and get married." Yeah. Uh, and she goes like, "Oh, okay, fine." And then the next thing it snaps back into that moment, and, and then they kiss married. and get married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's I, very funny. I love that, and I th- I think that Greta Gerwig's done a great job of. Yeah. Give that little fuck you. And I think she said that she she wanted to... Or maybe this was a previous one. Someone somewhere about one of these modern adaptations said, like, I wanted to do it as if, like, how would Louisa Alcott have written the story if she could have done now? Right. And right. That, that, that's also reflected in the way that a lot of these more modern interpretations get, are a lot more progressive or a lot yeah. more overtly progressive rather than, like, the read-between-the-lines shit that the author had to do.
1: So... I guess to to get into some more specifics of the movie, like, I don't know, I thought the performances and the writing was brilliant. She was, sure, she was springboarding off a book, so, like, I'm sure that a lot of the dialogue was kind of already um, guided, but... Uh I think they changed the language to be a little more modern. I imagine they probably did. They use yeah. a lot of a lot more contractions like don't and won't, which <laughs> I, I imagine weren't quite as common back then. That's, that's um, a lot more nuanced than I was even thinking of, yeah, sure man. Yeah, it's just it's something that you don't really notice but it makes the film a lot easier to watch. Yeah. So they don't all sound like Yeah. people that wear top hats all the time. The,
0: I I wasn't impressed at all by Emma Emma Watson's Watson's
1: performance. performance. (laughs) She's not a particularly good actress.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I always sort of see through her performance and I don't really feel it in the way that I really felt Saoirse Ronan's performance and I really felt Florence Pugh's performance to a a lesser degree. And I really like Laura Dern. Mm. Uh, The fourth actress who played Beth is Lesser known, she's actually Australian. She's, and she's barely done anything. Eliza, Eliza, Scanlon. Eliza Scanlon, she's like a 21 year old Australian woman, and she was who is she is she born, got famous th- uh, no. Sydney, and she got Damn. famous through Home and Away. That's right. Um, but no, but these other characters, I feel like she doesn't get very much screen time at all by yeah. virtue of the fact that her character dies early in the film, and also by virtue of the fact that she's a very quiet, shy character, yeah, say very much, yeah, um, but. I don't know. I just wasn't very convinced by Emma Watson's performance. Maybe she doesn't have hot much take.
1: I think she doesn't do a particularly good American accent, and I feel like it makes her acting quite awkward because she's constantly battling through trying to make sure that her accent is convincing. Maybe maybe yeah. you didn't experience that, but I did. I felt like she 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 had a, a strange lilt to her voice that didn't just bleed through into her dialogue; it bled through into her like performance.
0: Yeah, something about her seems very English.
1: Something about the way she moves or something. I don't know.
0: Something in the way.
1: (laughs) But I thought the casting was pretty good. I mean, Saoirse Ronan has worked with Gerwig before on Lady Bird. Um, There was another person that worked on Lady Bird as well. Timothy Timothy Chalamet Chalamet? was also
0: in Lady Bird and there were also like a couple
1: in Lady Bird. Laura Dern? I don't think she was. Okay, anyway. they agree. No, Laura Dern (laughs) Dern was not. Yeah, Yeah. quite right. Um so I guess she's worked with a few of these people before which might have helped like build up a bit of a rapport. Um, yeah. but in general I thought it was pretty well cast maybe except for Emma, what's I Emma, don't what's know in- I mean even then like she's playing the normal bland character. Yeah maybe it was so good maybe casting. it was fine. Timothy Chalamet He's great. Did a really uh, did a really good job. I know that he's not necessarily the focus, but he's sort of this he he func- his character functions as like this recurring almost antagonist. Like he kind of comes and generates conflict. I suppose he's so, very chaotic, and he
0: he does a really good job of being this sort of drunk, childish buffoon.
1: Yeah, when he needs to be, and then sometimes he's he's trying to he he's trying to sort himself of yeah so much that it still it makes you forgive when he's acting like a shithead. Yeah, almost enough. That he sort of that next time he rocks up, you're not like, oh, this fucking guy. And he's got this larrikin kind of attitude to him, where like he's trying
0: to be a little bit carefree when all the women are like, can't you just be serious? And he's like, oh, but why? Yeah, Uh, I really liked his performance in this, and I thought that, um, I mean, previous in previous the most previous in the most recent version that was the '90s version with Winona Ryder, um, Larry, Laurie was played by Christian Bale.
1: Oh shit, really? Uh, Which I'd say
0: was like a lot more of a mature kind of, yeah kind of kind of kind of
1: actor to be playing I
0: kind of liked that Laurie was like a real goofball in this I think so
1: yeah Shalom is so like charming and I love him (laughs) he's good he is really good (laughs) I wouldn't say that there was... I'm just running through my list of, like, different little aspects of the film to talk about. I wouldn't say that there was too much to note about the, like, particulars of the cinematography. Obviously, they this, had this the... filter of different filter, colours. Yeah, so that was quite clever. And the colorist on the film did a really good job. Yeah. Um, there were a few nice-looking shots, particularly the externals looking at the houses, just, like, establishing shots that where I was like, oh, that's a pretty... It's almost like one of those old paintings you'd see in someone's house. Yeah. Just, like, a nice property whatever yeah um, uh, the interiors were also they matched the family dynamics really well like the interiors of the um, uh, the, the March, March household were really kind of like made you feel like they had enough but they weren't like super well off Homie and warm never really and wanted for anything yeah exactly and then they go to a poor family's house at one point and they yeah. basically like live in a barn.
0: Yeah, I-, I watched an interview where Gerwig was talking about how they designed the uh, Lawrence house and about how um, I'm, I'm going to fuck this, it's confusing sure. because she was talking about how she knew that she was going to have this really warm filter on one and this really cold filter on the nose so it was going to be really cold on the other and so she said with a childhood um, being this really warm filter, she still wanted that house to feel kind of cold and imposing. Right. So she so had, had this really it super cold, l- these really large, huge spaces with. Um, that was, I suppose, like spartan. You can remember that, that 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 library scene? Yeah. Where it's a lot of Spartanly kind of decorated, huge, big bookshelves and things, and it seems uninviting in this kind of cold yeah. way that makes you feel like, oh, this maybe this is why this this family doesn't seem to really get along.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I like hearing about directors like obsessed about shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. we thought about this, and you're like, oh, I wouldn't have even. I Knowing thought you just found that house across the that. road. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, they're very. There's a lot of thought that goes into to that type of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, she talked about the costumes. Being very specifically designed and they thought about like what kind of dyes people might have access to back then. Yeah. Apparently this costume designers worked with Sersha Ronan on a whole bunch of different stuff. And so Sersha said in some interview that she'd noticed that she's very thoughtful and like so fucking excellent at her job in a way that you never (laughs) realise people can be until you work with them. Right. She said, like, they were talking about how colourful, like there's this scene where Emma Watson has this very colourful green or yellow scarf, and someone was asking, like, is that too bright? And this costume designer was saying, well, no, back in the 1850s, they'd only just worked out how to do bright colours like that. So, at this time point, fucking everyone was dyeing everything crazy colours. She said, like, you get ball gowns that are bright pink and bright orange. And, like, it was like a fad, apparently, that people were dyeing these very bright colours. And the only reason it feels like it should be sepia is because of all the old photos you see.
1: Right. That's sick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, then they gave every girl a colour palette. So, I think Amy was blue. Meg was green. Joe has this red thing And I don't remember about Beth But um, right. And then apparently The dress that Laura Dern wears Has a bit of all those colours in it
1: Oh That's cute Which is cute But it seems a bit too artificial It's on the nose. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah It's like Oh that's cute Isn't that cool I'm like yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cute because you didn't notice it. Like it, yeah. it, It's clearly so subtle that it's almost more for the people making the movie. Yeah,
0: and they, they said they wanted that to reflect the idea that each daughter has a little bit of the mother's personality right, in, yeah. in her. Yeah. I don't know, this, this movie just felt so real and so, so warm and wonderful in a way that I enjoyed a lot. I loved the scenes. The, the clothing thing reminded me of the scene. There were several scenes with Laura Dern and Saoirse as like a mother-daughter kind mm. of reflection away from the other daughters that maybe really feel their bond together.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, you mentioned after we saw it, like the scene where Laura Dern is grieving and she sort of like claws at Joe in a way. where Yeah, she kind does of this like I don't know if that was direction or if that was just her getting carried up in the performance, but yeah. man, it was fucking good. Like really yeah. believe this person had just learned yeah. that someone died.
0: Yeah, Beth, Beth has just died, mm. the daughter, and this is the second scene where... She comes uh, down for Christmas. Joe, comes down for Christmas for the second time down the stairs and the mum turns around and the place that Beth would normally be sitting is empty and Joe works out that Beth's just died. Mm. Um, yeah. And she's standing up next to Laura Dern is sitting down. And yeah. She just claws and just fiddles with her jumper as she's like sobbing uncontrollably in such a weird way. Like she just way. doesn't know
1: what to do with her body. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so good. It's, I,
1: it is very good.
0: There were so many little moments where you could sort of talking about like performances where you can see someone acting there were so many performances where Joe had to put on a brave face in front of her family. Mm. You could sort of see
1: right through it. Yeah. Which, of course, is you have to intentionally You do. have to
0: intentionally yeah. do because, obviously, she's an actor and there are so many other times where Joe is just so believable. Yeah. So, to be able to know and be consciously able to put on the right kind of smile that people can see through is just so technically impressive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I, I forget sometimes until very recently that, like, actors are – I suppose maybe they can let themselves get, like, swept away in the moment. But it feels like sometimes they're doing shit. They must, they must have to know, like, all right, when I need to sue a smile that's like this, I have to do this with my facial muscles. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I would
1: imagine there's a fair bit of that. Yeah. Just so incredible. Just like... Or a smile that, that comes across this way on camera feels like this when i do it with my yeah face. like i yeah. imagine
0: like that's some i would to be do, I do that i would have to sit in front of the mirror for like weeks i would
1: imagine that's part of their job yeah crazy yeah oh. it's cool um one thing that i'll note about the and like we're getting towards the end of my little my little spate but i i did watch a breakdown of a scene where the march family first comes into uh timothy chalamet's families the the lawrence family right yeah Their household. So, they're kind of meeting for the first time and it's after uh, Amy has had her hand whipped by the teacher. Yeah. Um, And so, like, they're coming in and there's a lot going on here because you sort of need to have a a bunch of characters sort of meet each other for the first time or, like, they don't know each other very well, kind of, like, seeing each other again you need Amy's response to the whole family coming in you need the whole family's response to learning about Amy there's some romantic interest between a few of the characters that goes in a bunch of different directions and the scene is like less than a minute long yeah and so you just have like she was saying like the blocking of that scene
0: yeah blocking is the the
1: term that you describe like choreography characters movements basically and where people need to stand or end up and when they deliver certain lines and stuff and it's really difficult because it changes camera angles a lot but you would think that that would mean that like okay we just need to get you doing this but they basically shot the whole thing I think from each angle and so they needed to run through it a bunch and then in the edit the way that it comes together is it just has this energy to the scene where yeah. you watch someone do something with someone and then someone does something else with someone else but it it's not confusing you just immediately get this sort of heuristic sense of what's going on between I- every character that interacts yeah. with another character You're like oh she likes him oh, okay she's interested in that oh she's uncomfortable with meeting him for the first time or yeah. whatever you know a- and it's so quick but it's so good that i think every perf- like the performance needed to be perfect the acting the-, the the dialogue needed to be perfect the editing needs to come together The way that the scene is composed needs to not be confusing. Like, they have to worry about breaking the 180-degree line for every single (laughs) shot in that fucking thing. There's so much thought that goes into it. And that's a good example of it. But that has to happen because you're consistently dealing with, like, five or seven characters. That has to happen... A bunch of times there's in this movie, several, there's so many scenes yeah. where the whole family is sort of bustling into this new place or this old place. <laughs> it feels they, like a
0: flash mob almost. There are so many scenes where it'll be this nice, quiet yeah. little scene, and, they just kick and then down the door, five of these <laughs> women will bust in and just constantly <laughs> yeah. talking over each other the whole time. Yeah, apparently but, all those scenes they rehearsed a bunch. There's several yeah, scenes yeah, in the yeah, movie yeah. where these like all this simultaneous shits Hours happening. They rehearse like heaps. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but it always feels – one thing that the, I feel like as a viewer, you feel like a part of that family really. Yeah. Strong, which is really well, that's, lovely.
0: That's what I meant kind of but like seeing and feeling these feelings and like the way it cuts back and forth between the memories and then the 70s in the future mm. feels like you're you're reliving those moments with the characters. And then when when you see like Joe March sitting somewhere and then she'll think back to Christmas seven years ago and then it shows you back today, it's almost like it contextualizes what you're
1: about to see through the lens of the flashback you've just seen, so yeah, exactly. You sort of get this memory just as you need it, which is a little bit how I imagine the characters are meant to feel because they've got these learned experiences that they're bringing forward into this yeah. new context. This was
0: like the best characterization and acting and presentation of emotion that I've seen in a
1: film in yeah. ages. Yeah, it was just so good. It I was loved very, it. very, very good. Yeah, like
0: I just I felt like I felt all the feelings that Joe March was feeling. I felt. I, I, I was right there with her the whole time. Like, my one of my favourite sequences in the whole film was um, towards the end, but, I mean, it's weird because it's all sort of cut together and long, yeah, not yeah, yeah. but towards the end when Teddy Lawrence, um, Timothy Chalamet's character, walks up the hill with Joe and then says, like, why don't we get married? We should get married. I love you. Yeah. We get along
1: great together. And it's It's almost like she knows what he's going to say. And so yeah. she sort of immediately cuts him off, and is like, "Please don't do this." Yeah, uh, sorry. And, she's,
0: and yeah, exactly. And she's like, "No, we'd be unhappy, and I'd you'd we'd squabble, and you'd hate my you'd hate my writing, and I'd hate this." And it, it's it's <laughs> it's almost like a take a drink and 1870s when Harry met Sally when they're like, <laughs> "No, we'd be terrible for each other." Um, and you just feel this gut wrenching like every sentence that Saoirse keeps going on with. You watch Timothy Chalamet just like getting more and more depressed and he says something about like i just don't really understand how i'm supposed to keep living i don't really understand how i can love anyone else without, without like well, you've it, seen him be says, like such I'll, close
1: i'll always i will always love you and it's almost like he's he agrees with what she's saying yeah but she's he's he wants to do it anyway yeah he's like i i know that but i still want to do that with you yeah yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, The heart, most heartbreaking part of that is when she's like i don't know if i'll ever marry Teddy, and he goes, "No, you will. You'll find some great guy, and you'll be devoted to him, and you'll do anything for him because that's how you are." And I'll stand on the sidelines
1: watching. I'll watch. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. God damn! And so then, when she flees that in this in this sort of emotional panic that she's almost in, and just goes fucks off to New York, um, and then he's immediately kind of like, "Oh, maybe I, maybe I fucked that." Maybe yeah. I do want to be with him and just the way it sets you up the whole time is you then watch Teddy become closer with Amy and then they come back from their trip and they're already married and Joe's ready to be like I want to marry you after all but he's already married someone else. Yeah. Just that sense of loss you get there is so gut-wrenching and so real and that's when she's in this like family situation putting on this like fake smile yeah. and like giving this couple her blessing even though she's in love with this ah g- oh.
1: Yeah, and the the dynamic that is You're between right there. Amy and uh, Teddy because like she Amy always loved him, and so she has kind of finally got what she wanted. But she knows that he loves Joe, yeah, and kind of always probably will. And she actually overtly gets angry with him at one point because he Joe rejects him, and it's immediately after that. And so he starts getting closer and closer to her, and she's like, "How dare you do this now?" Yeah. After you can't be with her, you come to me. The second you fiddle to my whole life. Right. Yeah. And you know that. And I, I'm so angry that you think that's okay. Yeah. She still ends up marrying him, right? Mm. But, he, and, uh, you know, at some point, I think he, he and Joe sort of end up having this conversation later, which is like, everything, you know, all, all of what we said was true. I, I still do love you. And it is still different. Um, but I also love Amy in this different way that's really great. Yeah. And, and just that, the way sort she's of like... That very, feels very modern and a- yeah. acknowledging that like not everything's perfect mm. and there are these kind of uh, things that you think about and you're like, well, yeah, yeah it probably would have been different and maybe it would have been great but maybe it wouldn't have worked very well.
0: I remember I was in a similar headspace when I was talking about... Um, when we did Toy Story 4 and mm-hmm. I was talking about watching... Peck's being a wallflower and <laughs> yeah. uh, La La Land, and it has the same kind of theme of like, yeah, sometimes you little things, and it just changes your life forever, and you fucked it. And so, like, yeah. so that speech where like Joe has given Teddy this completely unconvincing speech about why they shouldn't be together, and she's talked herself out of it and been like, oh, actually, I didn't know what I was talking about, and he's completely bought it and be like, no, you're right, no, I shouldn't be with you. And so then like yeah. him being like, oh no, I think you're right, we would have been terrible together, and her being like, yeah, yeah, thanks, I guess I was right. Mm.
1: Yeah. But then, wishing she'd never said it. And, and then it sort of doubles back on itself because it, someone is like, but do you really love him? And she's like, I think we would be good. And she's like, but do you really love him? And she's like, Pfft. and then it just kind of moves on. Well, she goes like, I want to, I, lo- I want to be loved. I want to be loved so badly. Yeah. And Roy Dan right. goes, that's not the
0: same as loving.
1: Right. And it's, that's kind of where that, that thought ends, you know, yeah. it's like. It, and it's this it ambiguous... Even ugh. if she did come back and say, like, I think I was wrong. I think we should be together. It's, nev- it's not clear whether or not that actually would have made yeah. her happy. It's not like she did miss this perfect opportunity. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so um, grey that it I is. think is really lovely because it, it makes it all the more heartbreaking because it's not like there was a clear path forward, but you still lost something.
0: I, I like the way that Amy's character is given that monologue in the painting studio oh, in it's Paris. Beautiful, yeah. Where Timothy Chalamet kind of accuses her of being shallow for wanting to date a rich guy so that she can be rich. Mm. Um, and she sort of breaks down the political climate they're in where if a woman gets married, all of her shit belongs to the man and there's no way for a woman to make any money at all, even if she has children. The children are the property of the man. Mm. And so she says, "Like, well, you might have the luxury of being able to, marry, to marry for love as a guy, but I don't have that luxury and it is an economic proposition and it's something I have to think about. So until society changes to let me have the luxury of marrying for love, I've also got to consider marrying for money. It's yeah. something that Aunt Marge pulls her aside and says, know, that's Meryl, Meryl Streep's character, yeah, pulls she's her aside and says, like, get
1: people to marry smart. <laughs> she's
0: like, your dumbass sister married for love and now she's poor. Yeah. Joe doesn't want to get married, so she's completely fucked.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to have to be the one that the last marries horse in the rich. race. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, uh, Mer- we haven't really talked about Meryl Streep, but she does a really good job of looking like someone that's dead. She is really good. Uh, like she looks f- fucked up. She's yeah. really pale. They've made her look like a corpse. It's well, she plays this. It's probably she, historical makeup. Well, she,
0: yeah, I suppose. so I mean, she plays this character. who's very sickly and dies as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She I does suppose. a good job.
1: She has a good, very good performance. Meryl Streep's great,
0: and yeah. apparently, Greta Gerwig I uh, had had like lunch with Meryl Streep somewhere. Where Meryl was like, "So I'm going to be uh, Margin, you're in your film. Thanks. Great. Yep. Like, <laughs> right. I like I'm going to be in your movie. F- don't. I don't care what you say.
1: Yeah. And Gerwig is probably like. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> don't need to. Don't need to ask anyone else. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's pretty much uh, all I had. I mean, everything looks great. It's. It looks great. It feels great. It's a wonderful movie. In terms of a better than worse than, um, I think this is. I enjoyed this more than Lady Bird. Well, we, I yeah. Think this is better than Lady Bird. It's obviously going for a very different thing. Um, Why do not
0: we try and do this better than worse than in terms of the best picture nominees? Oh, because I can't make up my mind. <laughs> I mean, out of the best picture nominees, again, I've seen all of them except for Ford vs. Ferrari and Irishman. Yep. I liked this. I, I enjoy this more than Jojo Rabbit, I would say. I would say that Jojo Rabbit's been one of my favorite films of the year so far. And in mm. terms of films that I've enjoyed watching as an experience, this wasn't necessarily funnier or whatever, but I enjoyed this more than Jojo Rabbit. So I'm going to say this film's better than Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Worse than.
1: Oh, God, yeah, be fuck, hard. it's brutal, isn't it? Maybe
0: worse than Marriage Story? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Well, part- which is, that, that, which is funny, because they're, they're partners, partners, right? Yeah, yeah they're, um, they're married.
1: Oh, man. Maybe
0: worse than Marriage Story. That's my be- That's my official beef station, Better Than, Worse Than. I'm going to say it's better than... God, it's hard, though. This it's is going always been my-
1: such a different thing. There are definitely elements of Little this- Women that I liked more than yeah. Marriage Story. L- little
0: Women might be my favourite film of the year, I think. Damn. Like, uh, it's fucking it's great. good. It's really good. I don't know. It's It's definitely... Jojo Rabbit was up there for me as well and this mm. is, this has beaten that, I think. I think I agree
1: and I think it's similarly.
0: And as, as an immediate takeaway, I didn't really like uh, Hollywood. The fir- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the first time I saw it and I think this I had this immediate love for this film that I didn't for that Tarantino film. So I think that I always love this more than that as well.
1: I think I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more but like for different reasons. It's so hard. It's has been a really good year for movies, I think. I'm yeah. pretty happy with a lot of this best picture list. So that's God tough. damn. yeah, It is tough, isn't it? I, I think it's... It's better than Jojo Rabbit. I think it's maybe better than Parasite. Now, I liked Parasite a lot. I thought
0: Parasite was was good. I don't think it was like this. One, I don't
1: know why people are obsessed
0: about it so much. There are so many great films that come out every why year. Why so
1: You know, Yeah, it yeah, is I a bit know. weird. Yeah. I feel
0: like people are giving themselves a pat on the back for liking a foreign film, and it's sort of snowballing a bit.
1: Here's another hot take. It's also an easy criticism of capitalism. Like, It's a simple criticism of capitalism, and I feel yeah. like a lot of people are like, yeah, this is a big idea. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, okay. Whatever I guess whatever you get reckon, on board, bro. But yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that's probably yeah. where
0: we'll leave it then, right? Yeah. I feel like we haven't really done much about Little Women, but we've oh, we talked about it heaps. Yeah, content for in almost terms of, in terms of quantity, <laughs> heaps. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I really loved it. I, I, uh, I did. I
1: thought it was excellent.
0: It was such a brilliant experience watching these characters come to life. This. This world could have gone on forever and I would have watched it forever. It's just so engrossing, it's so enthralling, it makes you laugh, it makes you cry several times. God damn, I loved it.
1: I think my main criticism of it is that all of the women in it are average sized. They're just normally sized women. <laughs> I think that's my main criticism of it. That <laughs> it sets expectations going into it and I'm just not sure really called
0: five foot ten women.
1: Yeah, you know, just yeah. No, normally normally sized normally women. Normally sized women. Globally average sized women. <laughs> Maybe maybe like I think actors and actresses are usually a bit shorter, maybe like slightly smaller than average slightly women. women. Yep. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> on the small side women. On the small side women. I'd watch that. Yeah. Anyway.
0: On that tender little note, if you want to follow us on social media, we are not necessarily very active on our Facebook page, but we have one. It's Facebook.com slash beef station pod. You can email us Pod at gmail dot com for any private little messages that you don't want our hordes of fans to see. little love notes. Yeah. Uh, we're getting, we keep promising at some point we're going to do best in 2019. Probably not next week but you know at some point it's going to come up so if you have any picks for the Oscars if you think we got it wrong post about it in the Facebook page. Let us know how we went. If you've got any favourites let us know.
1: Hmm? I think that's it isn't it? That is I believe. I'm Oscar. I'm Andrew. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye. 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 bye.